0: Disclaimer The following boundless Pubtrap trap episode contains strong opinions that some listeners may and will find offensive. If you cannot accept or respect others with a d- 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 differing opinion from yours,
1: then fuck off. Y'all ain't had no fucking these Picture it. Sicily,
0: 1920. Aren't we fucking funny?
2: Streaming from the Midwest, right in the middle of the U.S. From Omaha, Nebraska, you're listening to the Boundless Podcast, your entertainment podcast where we touch on all topics, from the crazy and absurd to the sacred and profane, and even the useless and unnecessary. The Boundless Pot trap Knows No Bounds. And now, here are your hosts. It is episode nine. Ladies and gentlemen, we are glad you're with us today, whatever day it may be that you're listening to this. I am your lead host tonight, Jeremy, along with Justin and Lonnie. What's up? What's up? Hello. You seem down. Hello. Line. Oh, never mind.
3: Bring it back up, bitches.
2: <laughs> I was just gonna ask him
4: what's wrong, but nothing
2: Cursion. apparently.
4: So that's a that's a crescendo, for those who don't know. A crescendo. A crescendo. Man.
3: A crescendo
2: it takes me back to my band days, even though I don't claim to be a band. I was in Drumline.
3: That's band.
4: You're just you're just a nerd with a whole bunch of other
3: nerds. Nerd. I
2: was the cool nerd <laughs> sure. who could keep a beat going. That's that's what the nerds
4: all say. They think they're the cool nerd.
2: That's we, just nine nerds all thinking they're cool. When
3: did we cool. flip around? Like I remember, what eighties, 90s, You know, nerds were a, a a bad label, but now it's like it's cool to be a nerd. I think it
4: was like two thousand six or two thousand seven that that switched over.
3: Yeah, like whenever like- the
4: big band. Th- Big Bang Theory got popular.
3: I remember around that time is like when the nerd thing started coming about. People were wearing like all those like and that just annoyed the fuck out of me. Wearing like those uh lensless glasses and stuff like that. It's like you're just wearing glasses for no reason. There's no yeah. lens in there. It's like, it's f- like fuck you. Like yeah. some people have, hard to have issues. I'm not gonna walk around with crutches just for fashion. Like that's, that's some weird.
2: people do. They walk around with crutches to steal money from the government.
3: Well, that's not for fashion. If you steal objective. money
4: from the government, do it the right way and be an anarchist. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're starting this yeah. episode off strong. I know. Uh, so, Let's bring it back down.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I got too
4: excited. Now I got to pace it back down.
2: I was excited because this, this episode drops. It's Monday. What's the, what's the date today? Monday the uh, 28th. Um, somethingist. But – Obviously, it's not the twenty eighth as we're recording this. I was excited to talk about our first weekend of filming for Shorty Films, but uh, that was awesome. Nothing went yeah. wrong.
4: <laughs> single I'm thing not, wrong. Nothing. One that, take on everything. We didn't even down. need to do a safety. You guys even jinx it. <laughs> this we can't uh, knock on the table because it's glass, and I know because Justin has a huge boner. Nice. Yeah.
2: Why? We told you this. Like we can see through the
4: table, so I think that's why he erect...
2: He's still. Yeah, so I never under, under, understood quite why that sound effect was in reference to a boner. A boner didn't go boing. Uh,
3: well, it's kind of, is it more like, like the door stuff?
2: Yeah, but that's like, like not like, <laughs> I, that's
4: not. <laughs> I don't know why that got involved.
2: That, that's not like what your wiener looks like. When it gets erect, it doesn't go blah, 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 like fly a lot place.
3: Like a little like, jack in the box. Straight out the uh the box. But a jack
2: in the box doesn't make that noise either. So
4: Well I save to mine. That's what makes it pop out.
2: <laughs> Whenever I hear that song it makes or that sound, it makes me think of the song um Summer '11 for Gree from Greece. When one of the uh, guys goes to Danny, he's like, "Can she get me a friend?" And then he takes his comb and flicks him like Kaneki flicks him, and the, the comb goes boing!
3: boing. <laughs> it's just like why? It's like the teeth. <clears throat> yeah,
2: how does that door stopper sound go again?
3: now
2: <laughs> 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 Hell we know how to break Lonnie now? Uh, with that I have power. <laughs>
4: so uh, I can break you with my damn mouth. Are you, my, are you... my my flawless record of not smiling and or laughing has been ruined
2: yes so you guys enjoying these uh, cool fall weather that's uh, starting to approach and it's like come? not
4: it's fucking 90 what cool weather have you been part of yeah.
2: I'm trying to get into the fall
3: mood, gentlemen. Don't. Don't. Don't don't, stand
4: up and I'll fucking drip (laughs) you.
3: Get the fuck out of here with that that pumpkin spice. uh, No. It's wishful thinking. I wish it was fall weather. They're taking
4: Halloween away from us. There's nothing to look forward to. Mm. Mm.
2: Well, do you honestly think that the rebels in this world are going to listen?
4: Well, they're not going to be wearing masks, so I don't want to be anywhere close to them.
3: In a country of law-abiding citizens. yeah.
2: Tell that to to the... Dumb-ass dumb lady that was on my work today that didn't have a mask on. And I was, approached her, and I'm like, ma'am, I was like, do you have a mask to put on? She's like, I have a medical condition. I don't have to wear a mask, and I'm not wearing a mask. And I was just like, well, we require one in the store. What this if her store. medical
3: condition kind of has – The medical condition is called being a B-I-T-C-H. Oh, no. You know, the people who no. listen to this
4: podcast aren't three; They can spell. Yeah, but it, I just – no. I don't.
2: I don't want to talk about it. She was, she was a bitch, and uh, she was basically... No, so, they're,
4: they're
1: ignorant. <laughs>
2: basically. But yeah, I, I, I'm just sick of people using that as an excuse. Oh, I have a medical condition. You know what? Shove your medical condition up your
3: asshole. My medical condition doesn't allow me to breathe correctly with a mask on. It's called COVID. Yeah, so.
2: But anyways, no, I was trying to get us in the fall mood, Lonnie.
4: I'm sorry. Like, it's very fallish outside.
3: Football. F-football. You know what I wanted to do? See, I wanted to take a picture because they have like the cardboard cutouts, and I wanted to get a cardboard cutout of myself, like, and cardboard cutout of security, and like on a little zip line straight across the field, so I can do my cardboard cutout streaking around like the halftime part or whatever, and then I can have like the. This is probably more relevant to like um, soccer. Do they streak much in football? I don't think they do. Well, no, because usually they get tackled by
4: security. Yeah, that's I don't know if anyone's. Dumb enough to get tackled by football
3: security, especially, especially in the fall. Yeah, Ooh. I'm a grower, not a show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so um, you you want to have a cardboard cutout of yourself streaking? That... Yes, yes, that would be fantastic. So we got you, you
4: can... naked on camera once. Now you want everyone to see you naked yeah. multiple times.
2: So we should link <laughs> we should link uh, that video. In Hallmark the description so no. <laughs> of this to uh, the Hallmark commercial that we
4: shot last week. <laughs> we shot that, and like I was driving home thinking of all the like continuation Hallmark commercials we need to make.
2: Oh yeah, we can make so many from this, and everyone's gonna involve Justin being naked. Oh
4: damn! <laughs> At
2: least with your cock out. No, he had a sock on. That a was sock. like that
3: looked like a mitten. <laughs>
4: The weirdest sock. I it was a tabby sock.
3: Yeah, it was my ninja shoe socks, you know. Oh, that were on it's... his feet that he pulled off to put on his <laughs> cock. I just took a shower.
2: Which yeah, th- didn't didn't make sense because it's like you had no shame being naked in the shower when we filmed it. And then... No,
3: no, no. Well, was
2: it all of Lonnie's giggling? That
4: how made... <laughs> do you expect me not to giggle? I'm holding a light in the, <laughs> I, my, in the middle of a fucking shower. Why While my friend is, is taking a shower, deadpan face like he's just seen a ghost while your other friend is filming (laughs) it it. yeah (laughs) if anybody walks in at that that point it's like sign these three boys up for grinding
2: (laughs) (laughs) i would have a lot better luck on there than i do someone
4: tried to sign up but you refused i know so many hits
2: someday i don't know uh well anything new with you guys i mean we we spend a lot of time together these days so this is true it's uh I feel like these are questions that your your wives would ask you. So, what's new with you these days? I haven't seen you in three Listen days. Listen to the
4: podcast. <laughs> Ooh, oh, oh my wife. Your Uh, <laughs> I uh, oh, what's new?
3: I uh, I'll be moving locations for my my trabajo.
2: Yeah, so. you'll uh, you'll be over in this area. we we're we're, re- we're recording on location again tonight. Um at our producer Michael's place. Um, next episode two is going to be on location, but episode 11,
3: we'll be back at the original studio. We should also tease that next episode is going to be more of a video.
2: It is. And you guys, I'm going to, I, I thought I was finally going to
4: get to know about you it? will
2: know. I figured I'm going to tell you guys what our pri- our present is during this uh, podcast, during, during this podcast. Huh, finally, do you guys want to know now? No. Or do you want to wait till the we end? Because you're going like, to tell us
4: we're going to be so excited we we'll won't be able to do this fucking episode all the What if it know. ruins everything? Pitter-patter, let's get on yeah. with this fucking what if episode. What our friendship
2: disintegrates? <laughs> so we want to, Lonnie said it, let's do it. We're, we're moving on to our first segment tonight, which is a, a movie review, a documentary review. I am um,
4: so fucking
2: good. So um, we actually, we had the pleasure of seeing, the three of us saw this documentary together um, over at a good friend of ours, um, Chuck Martin's house. Um, this guy, I mean, man, he's, he's like 3-0 three, three and o with documentaries that he suggested that I've watched. But no um, sex at all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no sex. Um, but we saw the documentary. It was a 2017 documentary called At the Drive-In, um, which was directed by Alexander Monelli. Am I saying that correctly, Justin? Monelli? Uh,
3: sounds, sounds about right. Okay. You have to say with more of your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Monelli. Um, with, più uh, di uh, musica,
2: uh,
3: Paco Paco. <laughs> uh, but anyways, this is a,
2: it's about one of the last remaining drive-in movie theaters called the Mahoning Drive-In, located in Pennsylvania. Um, now I'll, I'll give a quick synopsis. It was uh, with drive-in movies no longer a thing throughout the world. This documentary follows one in particular. The Mahoning drive-in and their struggles to stay afloat with movies no longer being made on 35mm film. Uh, And being unable to purchase a new $50,000 digital projector. Playing only old classics, the staff of the Mahoning have to make their upcoming season successful in order to stay afloat. With everyone there working for free, this documentary shows how a close-knit work family works tirelessly to keep their home away from home alive and running. Will they be able to make enough off of just playing classics to keep the business running or will this drive-in become a relic of the past? Like so many other drive-in movie theaters have. Yeah. We all were in agreement after we watched this documentary that, I mean, there are just so many feelings, um, just to, we all were jealous of all the people that are working at the Mahoning drive-in that they're, they're able to, uh, um, work and, and just have so much fun together and make it seem like a family. Did you say you did?
3: You... I wasn't jealous. I wasn't jealous. It's, for me, I think it was more, I do you know how you feel nostalgic about something, but like like having memories you've never had before? That's kind of how it felt with that. It's like, well, holy shit, like, I remember that. I was there, Yeah, like, but I was not there. I, I have that, yeah, no.
2: like, falling in love with a woman. Never happened with
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> Mom? No, yeah,
2: it, it, it took it took me back to the days when I went to the drive-in. Right. Um, we used to have one over in Council Bluffs, and back in 2006, I think,
4: was when that shut down or something. Yeah, around but, there.
2: But, yeah, um, definitely brought all those emotions back, um, and it, it makes you miss it. Like, it's just I'm, such a, a, a neat atmosphere um, to, to be at a drive-in and, you know, to think that, they're not really around much anymore, but supposedly they're gonna start making comebacks.
4: Yeah, especially in the COVID the COVID era. Um, yeah, the Council Wealth drive in had a special place in my heart, just you know, driving in there, tuning the radio to the, the radio station that the, mm-hmm. that hey. you could play broadcast. the Yeah, the broadcast came through and hoping your car wouldn't die for having to be running the whole time, you know pull it in there with that special somebody just inside Jeremy uh <sighs> I'll just I'll be in the trunk <laughs> sneak me in, in well, the yeah trunk. that was the thing like piling people in the trunk or under blankets so you could get in for cheaper pay for one sneak in six
2: well and the the main guy that like uh was running the drive-in it was Jeff Maddox uh older gentleman he was a uh, projectionist is that what they call
4: it that's a a dying a dying field because i was a i was a manager at an amc theater and just the the magnitude of things that are that are optimal and computerized now like you literally enter the codes of movies on a computer set the dates and that's it that's all you
3: do my whole experience is ruined. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's kind of like life.
4: That's kind of like what Jeff
2: says in the movie. Is he's like, it's a dying breed, and he's just like, you're you're not working with the projectors anymore. And he's like, some projectors, nobody has to even run it. Right. Or you set a timer,
4: and it plays automatically. I, uh, but the, the most you do for for electric or automatic um, projectors now, like you change the bulbs maybe once every nine hundred hours to fifteen hundred hours. Uh, like I said, you've got to make the schedule every week or two, but you don't even do it on those. You do it on your computer that's linked to everything.
3: And you just um, wait for an audience member to come complain, saying the bulb's out or something. Not even <laughs> that.
4: Like it'll it'll ping to your email and say, hey, the bulb's are getting bad. I don't check my email, so. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: We know that. Uh, I don't know why something. I said that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the, oh. The, oh. But
4: the, the thing I took most from the documentary was the family aspect yeah. of the crew like there was? There was the people who've been there forever. There was the new kids. There was the management.
3: Was its name Ryan? Right, Robert. Robert. <laughs> Fucking <love> Robert. Robert.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, like the family. Like to feel like it was a family is, is the best thing because it's like kind of what our main topic is going to be about tonight. Um, I, like, I work for a mom-and-pop store, and that's the feeling you get there. You don't feel like you're an employee. Right. You feel like you're a member of the family, and everybody you work with is, like, family members too. But, um, and you know, some of them, like, even they stay the, – because it's, like, Thursday through Sunday is their weekend for business. They don't have movies Monday through Wednesday. So it's, like, some of them
3: yeah, – like, It started up about two or three of the people would sleep overnight for the weekend since it's a long drive back, but they kind of – uh, develop this camaraderie, like, you know, this is what we do, this is us, and we're doing it for the, the community, you know, people, not only do the workers, you know, stay, but some of the people camp out, and, you know, they make long trips just to catch every single weekend viewing. Right. Well,
2: well there's that one guy that works there,
3: and shit. he drives, like,
2: it takes him, like, about six to seven hours yeah. every week to get there, and he's, like, and he doesn't even get paid, and he's, he's, is the cashier there. <laughs> right. And oh, it sounds just, like he's getting paid. <laughs> yeah. They're <laughs> <Yeah.
4: laughs> like shitty dollar hot
3: dogs. And yeah, well, well you're what, the cashier. You can pay yourself. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's what Jeff said. It's like, if
2: he can have all the free food he wants, if he comes from like six right. hours away. But I think another cool thing about that was, um, Jeff's business partners, two younger gentlemen, Virgil right. and Matt, who, uh, I believe it was Matt who was driving, and there was like a backup and he took an alternate route. And that's how he stumbled across the Mahoning drive-in theater. He saw the the marquee and he thought, oh, it's an abandoned uh, drive-in. And then he went there and it's like, no, it's still running. And then Jeff invited him in and they talked for like an hour or so. And it's just, it's neat because it's like these two, Virgil and Matt have the passions that Jeff has, you know, Jeff's getting older and, you know, I, I'm assuming, they don't really say in the documentary, but, That But I'm assuming Jeff's going to probably teach Matt or somebody to run the old projector so they can still have 35-millimeter ones. But, you know, the the whole thing at the end, which, again, spoilers in these, is they kind of cheated the system at the end with how they figured out how they can play new movies, old movies, without having to spend $50,000 on a projector. That's science.
4: And that's and that's just a a product of ingenuity like being able to save your butt. Yeah. And the, and the the most fascinating thing I took from that whole thing is I don't think that place would exist if it wasn't for everybody there. And I and that sounds like a really dumb
3: like all the statement. regulars and stuff and
4: well just the the, the staff itself. Yeah. I think if one or two people of that staff weren't there, it wouldn't exist. Like, they have to rely so much on the whole unit to make it work. It's just such a strong organism together. Like, losing one or two key members of that place, it wouldn't exist. So it's so amazing watching the hive mind of that place. It's just, it's so beautiful. And I don't use that word often, only for a couple things.
3: I think everybody brings something to the table, too. I mean, like, you have the... The smarts and will of um, what's his name was it Jeff? The, Jeff, the, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then with Virgil and Virgil, that. he's just the motivator, like with the most talk, infectious you know, laugh you've yeah. ever heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, so <laughs> anytime funny. he's on, like he's just a jolly guy. Like it is. And uh, even with all the hardships that kind of like appeared uh, uh, into his life, it's like, man, even with everything that's going around, you know, like you know, he, he, they had a, a miscarriage, and but they continued at the end. They It seemed like they tried again and had a, a, but.
2: Which this was, this was shot back in 2016. So that would have been four years ago that this was shot. And I mean, it's still going strong. For a documentary, it's It's kind of,
3: I mean, like it's a, you don't even have to view it like a documentary. It's a movie in itself. There's like this, this plot or whatever, you know, like to get the, the projector to work at the end. And, you know, I found that. Well,
1: yeah, 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 well, and it's just like
3: d- d- how they stumbled across that. So basically,
2: they had no time, too. Yeah, basically, I, uh, they the solution was is they got three basic projectors. They stacked them on top of each other, and then they lined up the images right on top of each other. So it was like enhancing the picture, enhancing the picture, and it was a uh, matte, and i forget the guy that's like the the cook there forget his name i apologize if they are listening to this you know, but um, awesome character. but they um a character, they one night when yeah. they were spending they were spending the night there they just thought they had a small projector in the lobby to play vhs tapes during intermission and they thought you know what let's take it outside and let's see if it fills the screen and lo and behold it did it was very dim so then it was like
3: we get some more power yeah. to it. They, they had
2: a night. It was bite night. It was was J- it Jurassic Park Jurassic and Jaws. Jurassic
4: Park and Jaws, yeah. And
2: the last minute, the company couldn't send out the Jaws, so they had to think on their feet, and that's when Matt thought, hey. I we'll have to if, do digital. If, if we do digital and I stack two um, projectors. Like projectors on top of each other and match up the thing, and, man, it, it worked. And, I mean, talk about, like, I don't want to say luck, but just talk about, you know, <laughs> having a, cause I, I know what it's like to be like tired in the middle of the night and you have goofy ideas, but to think that goofy idea of taking a small projector to fill a big drive in theater screen and it worked. Holy cow. I mean, that saved them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that saved them like $35,000 in the, the end probably. Right. and It's like now they can play like they're saying they could play VHS, whatever
4: can hook up to those projectors. Right. you can play whatever so you can play stuff off of your cell phone you can play mm-hmm. yeah. video games if you wanted to
3: the planning uh, and because they, they um, displayed like the board their their schedule here and there and I mean like looking at this it makes it seem like it's you know early 90s or mid 90s or whatever but uh, they're playing a lot of new movies and they have like all these ideas and people are coming out and dressing up and uh, they're making it more of a happening type of thing they're yeah. workshopping it. As a community, very natural. Yeah, the theme night's just,
4: it's not done enough.
3: Right. Like, the, the
4: uber nerd in me is, like, seeing the board of theme nights, and I'm like, we're going to fucking Pennsylvania.
1: Wait,
3: when you go Let's to the, the theater, do this. Well, when we you go should. to the actual theater the, around here and you see somebody dressing up like Joker or something, and it's like, does it turn you off, or are you like, right on, man? No, I, I love it. I dig it.
4: I'll, I'll purposely go sit by that guy. You know they're gonna have the most fun ever. It's like when they made the remake of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I, of course, I was wearing a Freddy sweater, and so was another dude. And I, I went and sat by him, so we were both upset rather than us be upset in different corners of the theater. <laughs> we were upset in our own little awesome block. Movie. Awesome movie. Well, that that, that was <laughs> the, watch your tongue, <laughs> Mister.
2: That that was the thing too. It's like, know yeah. having gone to horror movie conventions. Um, and then also being a manager at a uh, haunted house here in town, those theme nights, especially like when they had like the camp crystal, Lake Friday the 13th theme nights, it really, you really could just sense it. Like when you were watching the people there, like you could feel that cold, crisp fall air. You could smell like the, the food being prepped and bonfires and stuff like that. So it's like. This, this documentary really touched on all your senses. Right. And, you know, you actually were rooting for them to make it. And I mean, yeah, it's, I you, you said something there, Lonnie. I think that we should, um, we should take a road trip out there sometime. I'd like, love it. Yeah. And uh, just for a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we should just stay for a, yeah. a whole weekend. Sleep in
4: a tent and whatever so, comes on, comes yeah. on. Yeah.
2: So that's, um, on a, a scale from one to ten, with this documentary gentleman, with ten being the best, what would
4: you? I gotta, I gotta stop you real quick because we have to address the elephant in the room before we grade this movie. And it's, it's Michael. Don't call him <laughs> an elephant. <laughs> and it's gonna, and it's gonna degrade my answer a little bit. And I think both of you are looking at me because you know what I'm gonna bring up. And that, that elephant is Robert.
3: I actually <laughs> liked Robert. It's like he, he was, he has that sort of, um, I guess, as it's. it's Mitch Hedberg would would put it. It's like he's like pancakes. He's all exciting at first, but by the end you're sick of him. But it's like you kind of go back for that. It's like, and I know it's too many people like that who, like, you feel maybe like, yeah, just drop this guy or whatever, and you know move on. But it's like no, but he's part of us. He's integral. You know. I know a lot of Roberts. I know. At, I know a plethora at, of Roberts. At as my well.
2: work especially, yeah. and I think the uh, the one um, the one scene in particular that. Really, I could really relate to is when Robert's at the concession stands and Matt is checking him out, and Robert's going on and on. You can just see Matt's Matt's just like, uh huh. He signed mm-hmm. out, so long and it's ago. just like there's so many times I do that at my work because so many people that are we, regulars that come in because I've been at my job for like almost 15 years, and it's like you see the same people all the time, and it's like they always come in and they're always talking, and it's just like give us a uh, give
3: us your best Robert impression. Me? Yeah, go for it. Gosh, I don't, I don't, know, man. Talk about He's, a movie or series. <laughs> no,
2: because that's that's making fun of him. Everybody knows, and I'm not. I don't. We're not here to make fun of I didn't, no, bring, up, I didn't bring up. I him. I didn't bring up Robert
4: either. to make fun of Robert. See, which is Robert. what I think you two are insinuating. You know I was gonna do. I was actually going to praise Robert. This guy
3: was pissed off at Robert when we were watching When we were watching he it, yes, throwing I was popcorn at irritated this, you know? at
4: Robert. All the popcorn I got, don't you bring up popcorn, mister. I'm going to eat five <laughs> fucking buckets of
3: popcorn. I ate it, though. That's the You trick. did. That's yeah. the problem, mister. Fasting. <laughs> Why well, was, well, wasn't fasting then? You're
2: never fasting. You're, you never always say you're fast.
4: fasting, and all you do is eat fast. You're going always
2: freaking like peanut butter bar on, yeah. on the table here, like you eat healthy. I got to feed my
4: muscles. Well, anyway. was, I was carb loading. Shut up,
2: you have muscles, we don't. Yeah. I get it.
4: Anyway, so what the reason I bring up Robert it was, yes, at first watching the movie, something about Robert he he just scraped away at my brain pan. I just couldn't deal with him. But after a couple days, he is integral for that business. Right. I feel he like is, he's Probably the number one promoter of that business. Yeah. Because as much as he talks to that business, I bet he talks about that business to
3: everybody. It's like when you go to these drive-ins, you're there for like the experience. So it's like watching this, you know, seeing the people, the people, you know. Like if you finish a movie, and you're like, but you don't feel as wholesome as you you probably would. You're like something's missing. Like where the fuck is Robert? You know. Like right. I didn't. I don't. I feel like. Kind of robbed if Robert wasn't there, you know? right? But yeah,
4: as as yeah. much as as much as like bad a bad experience can affect your business, I guarantee that dude. Like he goes and sees a good movie at the drive-in. He's like, yeah, I just seen blah 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 at the drive-in, and he tells fucking thirty people because I bet 29 people walk away from I don't think he would get past him.
3: three people, though. No, he's yes. going to hunt down. He's a human. My
4: dad's that same way. He'll he's go, a human Wikipedia. He'll <laughs> he'll go to a bar, and there'll be 30 people in there, and he'll sit and talk to all 30 of those people, because they'll make the mistake to sit by him. And he does that quarter turn, the, hey, how you doing? <laughs> but, yeah, at first, man, that guy, that fucking guy. But then the more I thought about it, I'm like, I wish they sure had two right. Roberts.
3: No, okay, let's not – not
2: okay.
4: <laughs> they talk to each other. They cancel each other out.
2: All right. Well, the only thing I'll be disappointed is if he has a girlfriend and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So scale 1 to 10, 10 being the best, what do you guys uh, rank at the drive-in documentary?
3: I rank the at the drive-in 9.8 projectors.
2: Okay. That's pretty good.
4: I'm going to say 9 because I thought Chuck was going to be in it, and that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: me, me too. I, I did too. Um, I think the, I'm going to go uh, – I was going to go 9.5. It's, it's uh, near o- perfect. The, so, the, o- yeah. the only reason I'm not giving it the full 10 is because even though it made up for it in the end, it did sadden me that Virgil and his wife had a miscarriage. Yeah. And, it, and so that .5 was taken away for that sad thing that had to happen to them. So um, I think, yeah, so at the drive-in, definitely check it out. Uh, It's on Amazon Prime for free uh, if you want to check it out there. I believe that's the only streaming service you can get it, see it on, uh, or you can buy it too. I do plan on buying it
4: to help support Actually, before you see it free on Amazon Prime, just buy the thing. Support them. Support the director. Put some money in their pocket right now because during COVID, everybody could use a little bit more support, so – I mean, they—they're actually fuck Amazon. They don't need your money.
2: I don't. I don't know with COVID going on if they're even open, but they—they they should. They're approaching the end of their season. It's the end of October when their season ends. So this is like a six to eight week straight. No, it's from like May to October. Um, but oh, I guess they are. This just they that are, our producer has a producer. got word. Ooh, so they're uh, this upcoming weekend um it's weekend of terror there um the 25th through the 27th um and then the following weekend that would be a fun one uh night of the living dead oh no tunnel vision tuesday so they're open on a tuesday but wow man their lineup here is pretty uh uh oh there we go we gotta go to what is it tell us Texas Chainsaw Massacre two and three with Bill Mosley there live. Two. uh coming up um When's that date? What did if, you say? Uh, November first. Oh, November first. No, Man, might have to take a trip out I there. i say
4: we could probably make that. Heck yeah.
2: Seventeen hour drive, boys, we're doing it. I, my job would. Is hey, that what we're doing? Is that we're
4: on site? Now? You guys drive 17 hours. I'll take Spirit Airlines. I can't chance. there in three. I
2: can't chance driving 17 hours for it to be completely sold out because I'm sure it will be with those two movies and Bill Mosley there. So, that's right there tells me right now they're doing fantastic. Yeah. So if, that's great news to hear. We'll and,
4: we'll get that list and we'll post it or a link to the list. Yes. So you guys can see it. Check them out.
2: All right, so the, in, in the uh, theme of uh, a drive-in movie theater and uh, theaters and stuff like that, that moves us on to our next topic here, gentlemen. Um, it's entitled The Evolution slash De-Evolution of the Cinematic Experience. Um, now, I'll kind of explain a little bit of, of what I'm talking about. So obviously back in the 80s, 90s, when it, when a movie came out, and you went to the movie theater to see it, and Did all you say that theater, stuff. Or theater, 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 theater. Uh the the experience and the promoting of it was a lot different than it is nowadays. Oh,
4: yeah.
2: Um, and you know, I I personally think that the cinematic experience is no longer there. That's it's absolutely all about not. making a quick buck and making. Qu- quantity over quality. Um, but so let me kind of give you an example. Let's talk about what the movie experience used to be like.
3: I feel like anybody can have a camera now and be a director. But back then you used to have like certain directors, you know, with, you know, names like, wow, that dude. But now anybody who works at a Halloween department. You know, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we are
4: starting our first film.
2: This weekend. <laughs> one more body. Yep. Um, so this was like the experience before like internet was super popular and before all the streaming services. Um, and this is just kind of a a rough a ballpark of things like this. But like so like when a movie was gonna be coming out, it was announced at least a couple months, sometimes even a year before coming to theaters. So they'd build it up with commercials and sometimes, you know, like McDonalds would have their their toys and sometimes their like cups themed after like if it was a star wars movie or something like that but it would build the anticipation with like oh my god it's going to be in theaters in three months oh it's my here. god it's, it's almost here then it would spend like a month in the big theaters and when i say big theaters i mean like the same movie theater but they have bigger screens with bigger seatings and then smaller screens with smaller seatings. so it would spend like a month or longer in the big theaters before it got moved to the smaller seated theaters for another couple months so all in all, it could it could have spent up to like three, four months actually in the movie theaters. Then it would get moved to the dollar theaters for like a month or or two. And that was, you know, when if there was a movie out there that you really were, eh, I don't know do that. I you would wait that few months before it would get to the dollar theater. And when you drove by that dollar theater and saw it on the marquee, you're like yes, I know what I'm doing this That's weekend.
3: A, when I went to the dollar theater, I paid to see one movie and watched them all.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so then. After the dollar theater, it would just disappear completely for like two,
2: three months. Then they would start making the announcements that coming out on VHS and DVD in like two, three weeks. So it was like the whole cinematic experience, I think, lasted. It could last for like a year or more before. Right. like So they would announce a movie. And then once it was in theaters, it was close to a year before you were like, oh, my God, I could own this on VHS and DVD. I can't
4: wait for that. Right. And yeah. they usually got it out right before like a prime season. Like yeah. Thanksgiving. Third, third quarter, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Everybody Christmas. knew it was coming out.
3: But nowadays it's like, is that already out? Fuck. Right. They, huh.
4: It's in theater for a week and before it's even out of the theater. Sometimes
3: it's in DVD. the Yeah. Sometimes well, it's in the theater at the same time it's in a Walmart shelf. Let's yeah. talk
2: about that. So I have the list of what today's movie experience is like. Like movies amount announced less than two weeks before hitting theater, sometimes not even announced. It's just in theaters. Spends two weeks, maybe four weeks, if good, total in theaters, with both being in large and small seated theaters. It's usually already on digital download before out of theaters. Uh, Goes to the Dollar Theater during this time, too. uh, And is out on DVD less than two months after being in theaters. Yeah. And a lot of times, too, it could be on a streaming service the same time that it's in. So it's like there is no excitement. I mean, yes, yes. Every now and then you'll get a movie like you know Avengers Endgame or something like that where yeah a lot of big Marvel movies they'll they'll do that but it's just like it, it takes away and it's I, I don't know to me being a independent filmmaker I try to make it all about the the experience like uh, unemployed when we we shot that um, I thought the way we were promoting it I mean obviously I wanted to prom- promote it a lot differently but. Money was an issue, and that's the sad thing with independent movie filmmakers is that you don't have money, and you don't have people that want to support movies and give money. But
3: everything comes out of your own pocket, and Kickstarter, exactly. and, and all that is garbage. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily. You gotta have a name before you can mm-hmm. pull some.
2: But like unemployed, after we shot it and we edited it, we obviously we put out a we put out a teaser trailer. We actually filmed and put out the teaser trailer before we even started filming the movie
3: which is kind of dangerous to do. And all Uh, of our characters kind of evolved like way past that. But yeah,
2: once we finished filming it and the process of editing it, we put out a trailer and then we also put out like each of the four of your main characters. We did a little montage clip, like a 30 second clip, 20 to 30 second clip of like meet Justin. And then it like shows a few clips and stuff like that. So I was like, People were kind of getting invested in the characters and building excitement for it. Like, and I mean, I think it paid off. We had two sold out uh, premieres and a big theater. So, I mean, yeah, I'm sure a lot of it had to do because, like, oh, I know this, I know I'm going to bring my family to it and stuff. But I do think that the promoting actually helped a lot too. But uh, again, I think today everything is done to make money as quick as possible. And I mean, even filming a movie on average it's like less than less than like two weeks to film it two three weeks maybe four depending on how big of a movie it is but
3: that's even rushed right and I, what, what is your guys's take on this i definitely see the obvious uh change i mean growing up i remember seeing the poster almost every time i went into the mall theater type of place and it's like whoa, it's almost, it's almost there, it's almost there, and, um, yeah. Now it's, you know, you check your your, your social media feed, and you're like, holy crap, that's this weekend or whatever. And it's like you don't get that that quick update, or I guess it is more of a quick update. You don't get that extensive update to um, build your your exuberance, your anticipation. And then now how they're pushing so many things, you know, like qual- I guess quantity over quality. I guess some, some things that are, are are very quality polished. But right. it's like you don't have that, that anticipation for multiple streams. You know, you're like, okay, I'm going to see this. Okay, now I'm going to see this. You don't have that. You can't take in everything like you used to. It's kind of like how music is too. It's like... You used to have like the, the CDs or cassettes and that's what you listen to. You couldn't just like get online and stream everything else. It's like you ran this tape or VHS over and over and over and it's like you got used to that. And um, Yeah, the cinematic experience is just – it's evolved. I don't want to say degraded. It's just different and we have to accept something like that.
2: We'll agree to disagree on that one. I think it's definitely been degraded.
4: Yeah. Well, for me, my experience really wasn't so much in the theater aspect. For me, it was huge on the VHS aspect. Um, I was a huge tape trader. Like, So if I wanted to see Halloween 3 that my friend had and he wanted All Dogs Go to Heaven, I would have to hunt down All Dogs Go to Heaven. One or two? One. Two, okay. two is dog shit. Okay. Okay. Uh, but it was it was harder to find because it only oh, came out a month and a half ago, and you would have to hunt it down, not like now where it's like, we're gonna release this movie. a hundred million copies. But like back in the day, when it was, you know scarce copies, it'd be harder to find. And that, that was it for me. Like I would only get to see the movies from a VHS player. So the movies you really wanted to see you really had to work for. Or, or save up all of money and go rent them like, a Captain video or something like that. Like, you appreciated seeing what you wanted to see. Kids nowadays, they just sit down like, oh, I have a choice of 150 movies I want to see. They don't appreciate it anymore. No. Well, and
2: kind of along the lines of what you are saying, when they would finally make the announcement that this movie's coming out on VHS and DVD, like, right? you were excited. You're like, oh, my God, yes, 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 yes. yeah. And you had – you almost had to, like – Camp out,
4: right, to get a copy of it it because it would be tickets for a rock show. Like you were, you were at the movie theater the the second it opened, to rush in and get that copy of of Witches of Eastwick.
2: Or you go to Walmart when it was coming out on DVD, and it's just like you you get up super early. Like if it came out on Tuesday, you were there early in the morning. But there was the one that really upset me. And it kind of sucked because in the end the movie sucked. Was uh, Jason X? Jason yeah. that one I could not. I could yeah, not it find. Garbage. It took like two weeks for me to finally track it down. Right. And then I watched it and I'm like,
4: well, that was anticlimactic.
2: But <laughs> you like,
4: know, you know what movie did that to me? Hmm. The Conjuring. Really? It had the most beautiful, tr- the like hype package of it's going to be the best horror movie in decades. Blah 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 bits from. From Bloom House, blah blah blah. It's based on the Warrens. And you guys know my love for the Warrens it's gonna be amazing blah blah blah. check out these awesome trailers. Released trailers for four months of like little snippet trailers, 15 second trailers. It's gonna be so good. blah 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 blah. I went to see it and I'm, of course like I'm it I there's five fucking people in this this theater and I sit in the front row because no one's gonna sit in the front row by me. But, oh, yeah, here comes a dad, a a grandpa with his three kids, three granddaughters, and they, they sit, they left a seat between us, thankfully, but they sat right next to us. One of the little girls the whole time is, I don't want to be here, I'm so scared, and the other two little girls were, oh, shut up, this isn't that scary. Grandpa the whole time was amazed by everything, like it was his first fucking time he's ever seen a television. He was (laughs) awake? Yeah, huh. but every the second, like a door would creak, or the sound tempo would change. He'd go, "Huh, huh."
3: So every fucking time, "Huh," this is, this is the whole movie analyzing it. "Huh," something scary
4: would pop out. And he, "Ah, huh." I was, and the movie sucked. We can't forget about that. The movie is fucking garbage. The movie was awesome, but my experience I of that movie—I waited a year and a half for—was crying little girl and. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, I think it's just your proximal experience. That was pretty much it. No, the movie you couldn't enjoy garbage. it the, the way it was supposed I've to I've watched
4: read. it again, hoping I think, that well, was the also, case.
3: Back then, back in the day, they used to show previews. Well, I guess they still show previews. But they used to show previews before the movie, and that was the only preview that you saw. Right. Nowadays, they have like five, six different cuts of something, and it gives you so much. That right. The time you finally see it. You're like, okay, I I already knew this. There's well, nothing that's going to reveal something that's amazing.
4: I they give you the meat and the potatoes now. Yeah. Like they give you so like, much. At least of something the plot of the movie, something of suspense. Like if know. they showed you a preview now of the usual suspects, that's like, oh fuck, there's Kaiser Sose. See the unusual suspects.
2: I think and that, this is the person who did it. <laughs> I think they do it because they know that they have people that are gonna. The rich get richer. Like I always say, they they know that people are gonna pay to see it. So it's just like. Yeah, well, well, those people that might have been on the fence, we're going to give them the best parts of the movie because they're going to think that there's going to be even better parts when they
4: come to see it. Like, who cares once we already have their money? No, yeah,
2: and that's that's the sad. Like, it's the the it's one of the the things that really irritates me is you know I could probably definitely work harder at being a filmmaker, but it's it's tough because I'd be homeless. I you have to I I'm not getting paid to be a filmmaker so I have to work a job and it's like, I have to work these days. You have to work so much just to make ends meet. And it's not, it's not rare these days for somebody to be working two jobs. That's common. So it's like, I get upset when these people that have all the money and stuff given to them and it's like they produce crap. And it's just like, I try to give, give it my all. I mean like you guys know for a prime example, this short film that we're doing this weekend that I wrote and will be directing that you guys have helped out tremendously on and still will be helping out on. It's a 20 minute film and you know what I've spent on this. absolutely, And I know I'm not going to get a penny of that back because I love doing this, but it's just like, you know, these people that are giving millions upon millions thrown at them and it's just like they're, they're, they're con artists to me. Right. They're, 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 they're screwing people out of money and not giving them everything they can be giving them. And, you know, I think that's part of the reason why nowadays there's no original ideas right. because all these people that are giving them the money are telling them like, well, I'm giving you all this money, but I need a movie in a month's time. Right. And so that's why they do a lot of remakes now because it's like, well, I don't have time to write something. So we're just going to take something that already exists We're going to redo it. We're going to do a lot of CGI in it and to take up less time because practical effects take time and money. And we know by attacking on the name of this franchise, we're already going to make billions of dollars off of
4: it. Well, I mean, look at at Death House we were talking about the other night. $2.3 million budget. It grossed worldwide $23,000. That is mind-boggling. Right. It must have had extremely short or extremely limited run. It had to have. But like, it's on like the low pages of Netflix, like the almost before you get to the the Hindi movies. Oh man, it's way down there. But Did it's it's okay. It's a good movie. It's a nostalgia trip. Like it's got everybody besides Robert England in it. <laughs> yeah, he For, was
2: too much. He was too, he would have that would have
4: been five million. They would have
2: probably had to double the uh, budget to get him on board. From what I've heard, don't know. He's a he's just misunderstood. I just, and I mean, to me, like even like the theater, going to the theater, that experience is is garbage. Like, you know, to me, I like the old school theaters, like the one that we did Westwood Cinema, oh, yeah. where we had yeah. the premiere of um, uh, Unemployed at, because it's the old style floor seating that's just slanted. It's not s- s- level after level after level, and it's like nowadays, I mean. The last time I think Michael and I went to Oakview, I mean, you went from like 200 plus seats in a theater to like 60 to 60. And it's like, you have 10 seats per level and you have, it's basically like your own apartment. It, like the chairs recline back, there's heat on them. They probably vibrate and all this stuff. It's like, what the whisper, fuck is happening? Like at you what? And
3: since since that, you. It's like. Oh, you get the full experience. Why? Bubbles Why? It's down. a
2: goddamn movie. Well, I don't want to be comfortable watching a movie because then I'm going to fall asleep.
3: <laughs> and and, an and like,
2: like Michael, who fell asleep during Upgrade, and then all of a sudden... he <laughs> fall asleep during and, Upgrade. And then he Hi, then actually. he wakes up, and he's the guy The guy was paralyzed when he fell asleep, and then he woke up, and the guy's walking around, and Michael's like, what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> upgrade. The missed Upgrade. All of it. That was a great movie, by the way. Upgrade, I thought. <laughs> he can't hear you looked at him you looked at him like he could hear what you just played uh
4: just that longing look over the shoulder oh man my
2: so so i mean yeah all, all in all to wrap this segment up I, i'm i'm very disappointed with the cinematic experience all around uh i think in my style of filming and promoting things and doing things i try to go back to those old school ways and try to make it not that people are really spending money on it, but I try to make it worth their dollar and if not worth their time to, if they're watching something and make it exciting. And like I've said with every project I do, I always tell the people that are a part of it that, you know, you may be a, a server at Applebee's during the day, but, when you're part of this movie or modeling group or whatever it is, wrestling promotion, you're larger than life. Mm-hmm. To the to these people, you are a superstar, and that's what I always superstar. try to do with
4: things. So. And there's only two people on this earth who's had a worse movie-going experience than you, and that's Paul Rubens and Abraham Lincoln.
3: I thought Paul Rubens had a pretty <laughs>
4: good – You know, he you, finished. He's the
2: only celebrity to keep his hands to himself.
4: That's true. <laughs> oh, we should have him as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have to be. We'd have to do it here with this clear table. <laughs> oh,
2: no. <laughs> well, now he's not going to be our guest. <laughs> so, all right. So we're going to move on to uh, an inspirational quote, Lonnie. This was uh, your inspirational quote. This, this was my in, quote, well, and it
4: it flows perfectly into something you were saying there about, um, you you making movies all the time but you can't because you have you have other things holding you back and there's a lot of people who step away from that who step away from their priorities and just go for it not saying either way is right or wrong but this is a isn't an inspirational speech This is actually a poem done by my favorite poet, and I actually had this transcribed, and I had it on my wall in my last office of my last big boy job. And whenever I would get too big for my britches and start thinking about how I wanted to progress and go on and do it it how nothing was going to stop me, I would stop and read it, and I – Uh, purposely didn't let you guys listen to it, because I wanted to have you guys, I wanted to see you experience it. Go ahead and hit it.
0: Hi! Thank you for purchasing the audiobook of How to Ruin Your Life for Fun and Profit, as read by the author Neil Hilborn. So. You want to be unhappy. You probably think you need to be in pain to be an interesting person and artist, and you're right. People who care about you will tell you you don't need to suffer to be important. But just remember, musicians are always most popular the day after they die. So, are you ready to matter to someone? Step one, hate yourself. You are, presumably, a human being between the ages of self, alive and dead. So chances are you're already there. Congratulations! Step two, fall in love. People will tell you that this takes years, but we have a secret method that will allow you to fall for anyone in under a week. The trick is, you must be completely unable to tell the difference between love and codependence. Step three fall in love with someone else at the same time. People will tell you this is impossible given the love already inside you, but they don't know you. Your heart is limitless. Your heart is well, it goes all the way down. You can fit everyone in there. But remember to lie about it. Love can't exist with knowledge of other love. Step four At this point, you may be doubting your decision to totally fuck up your life. So ask yourself would you rather be happy? or interesting. Would you rather be on the news, or just watching it? Happy people don't make history. Happy people make children, then die. Step <laughs> five! Self-diagnose a mental disorder that makes you aloof and impossible to contact. If someone accuses you of being a bad friend, lover, or child, accuse them of being insensitive. Step six, all of the elements are in place. Now, start sabotaging your own life. Remember, this isn't crazy, this is research. This is material. This is necessary for your personal growth. Step seven, you've been in love with two people for a while now. Tell them about each other. Whichever one stays is the winner. Eight. Call your boss a fascist chipmunk fucker. Tell your friends fun lies about your other friends. Tell your mother she was the reason you tried to kill yourself. It's just not depression without total isolation. Nine. Do something to hurt yourself. It may be credit card debt. It may be gonorrhea. It may be a razor. Literal or not, make yourself bleed. Step ten create something paint your scars on the side of a building. Write a poem and shout it at strangers. The misery circus is parading into town and you are holding the banner. Miles of people are following you. They are all wearing gray. A rainbow of gray. They are all watching it. They kick themselves bloody on their own feet. You have scars and everyone wants to kiss them. This is stigmata pornography. This is inspiration. You are right. They are still alive. You are mourning in a world of midnights. You are so brave and they want to be brave just like you. Look at what you have built. Everything you loved is gone. Tell yourself it was worth it.
4: Hmm. Mm -hmm. So it gives you an idea of what some people are capable of doing. They're willing to give up their lives to chase a dream that they might not actually acquire, but they'll give up their life to try to to try to try get there.
3: Yeah, I think they don't understand their true intentions or underlying intentions. I mean, they, they have like an, uh, an idea they want to pursue, but on top of that or under that, it's more about getting the attention for that idea that they want to pursue. Right. So it's like you're – primarily reaching for the attention, not necessarily the accomplishment of said goal. Right. So it's like so many people, you know, come New Year's Eve, I'm going to start, you know, this, I'm going to, you know, lose this much weight, I'm going to bring, you know, new new me, new year, new me type of thing, and then come February 1st, it's like, eh, you had all that attention, you put it all out there, but, like, you're not actually going for it. You just want people to be like, oh, you're perfect the way you are, whatever, and it's like you get that that credit i guess right you know ahead of time so it's like what's the what's the need to 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 carry it out since i've already got fed what i needed
2: uh, i mean i'm just you know, to like i mean the whole thing of like putting it all out there and stuff like that i mean there's so many days where i i just tell myself like i'm i'm going to quit my job i'm just going to i'm going to work hard at filmmaking and stuff like that but i mean the 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 scariest thing about it is you know yeah, I could do all that stuff, and it sounds poetic and inspirational and stuff. But when the reality sets in, that okay, I mean, it's a it's a tough world out there. No matter exactly. what, no matter what you want to do, and I, I'm just using filmmaking yeah. as uh, an example because that's what I would love to do in life. But how many filmmakers are there nowadays? Right. Uh, I mean, you have people filming movies with their damn phones. I mean, it used to take some kind of talent to make a movie and to, to know how to make a movie. And, you know, you had to, you had to create that movie from scratch type of thing. And, you know, nowadays you you film with a phone, your phone has a nicer camera than
0: old time movies and stuff like
2: that. And you have apps that you can get for free that will color grade it and you can edit it on. And it's just like, you know, it, it, it sucks because it's taken away jobs It's oversaturated. It's oversaturated, but it's it's taken away jobs for people that this is their true passion. You have some Jim Dandy guy over here who got lucky because he he had some stupid drunk idea that he did, and he filmed it, and then he got popular with it. Now he's getting all this fame and credit for it, and it's just like then there's people like me that – has, have had to almost work two jobs their entire adult life to even pay the fucking bills. Right. And it's just like, you know, it's to hear a, a, a thing like that, it's just like, God, it's, it's inspirational, but reality is still there where it's just like, I, yeah, I, I would love to be able to do that and just put it all on the line, but I know the end, it's <laughs> it's probably and not going to end well. And, in and, that's,
4: and that's where you got to take it. 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 That's not something that was meant to... … to make you doubt yourself or make right, you no, right. make yourself upset. You you take it in the terms like I take it. It's like we could give up everything to do that, to take the chance and do it, but we're not. We have the head enough on our shoulders where there's there's things that are more important to us and there's relationships that are more important to us that we won't let go. And there are certain people in this world who need to hear that, and I hope they do, but they're not going to.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many times you give somebody like sound advice, and it's like you wonder why they keep on coming back to you when you're like, yeah, this is you know what everybody's saying. This dude like do this or whatever, and they don't take any advice, and they wonder why their life is where it's at.
4: Well, there's certain people who you you're like, hey, we'll always be here for you hey, let us be here for you, and you're the enemy. It's
3: most likely because when you're trying to change, not necessarily change, but uh, open somebody's eyes, it's because they're not seeing, you're you're distorting their reality. It's like why, you know, like if they actually do, uh, how do I elaborate on this? If they actually do kind of, they're not willing to open their eyes to see something. They're focused on one thing only.
2: No, I, I mean, I, I think that was a great – I also like how it started off like funny, 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 and then it's just like at the end
3: it's like it got
2: real real right. quick, and it's right. like
3: There's a lot wow. of people who who have to operate in their lives with a, an amount of chaos. Right. And sometimes if you know how to harness that, that can work well for you. Absolutely. But if you are not honest with yourself, it's – Going to be just chaos on top of chaos.
2: Well, that was that was fantastic.
4: Any of you who liked that poem, that's a that's a spoken word poet. His name's Neil Hillborn. Uh, you can check him out on YouTube or uh, Button Poetry is where most of his stuff is done. He came to he came to Omaha last year before COVID was a thing. He uh, he was at the waiting room. Absolute great guy. Uh, every time you see him, he I think he's a changeling. He changes his shape, size, and the way he looks hmm. all the time.
3: Yeah, that the image that you sent for the video looks nothing like his stage performance. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the same guy. Right. right.
2: Well, Justin, not next week because we'll be on our next episode because we'll be on location. But when we get back in studio, episode 11, you've got the inspirational quote.
3: I could do it right quote.
2: now. No, you're not doing it right now. We're moving on to the next topic. Take that. Inspirational quotes. <laughs> take, take that, uh, sucker! Uh, uh, did you get another text message? <laughs> That's our <a> transition. <laughs> uh, uh. Anyway, so this topic was actually going to be our main topic, but the uh, last minute here kind of got switched around, um, just because the more we thought about it, it's like I don't think there's really much to talk about on this subject, especially since coming up with this, the, the it was kind of already passed and denied. Oh, I got it. What? Uh, Here we go. (laughs) You got basil?
3: (laughs) What? So... You said we're we're doing this uh, for
2: this podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So keep in mind here that the three gentlemen here at the table are all straight edge. (laughs) What? So is it basil?
3: I don't know. It doesn't smell. It might be tea. It's not. It's... Dude, I paid sixty dollars for that dime bag? <laughs> I feel like I got That's a ripped Ziploc off. bag. The dude, uh, that ain't, that ain't a dime? I
0: think it's tea.
3: It's not. No. We're smelling. I it. bought it from a dude who wasn't wearing any shoes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How smell. dare you? Uh. Most, oh. most. Is it tea? It smells like.
2: I smell. I, you say that I smell tea with it. it people, like people tea. listening right now are like, "What the hell is going on?" So let me let me get into it here. So we're going to talk about here real quickly. Um, and again, keeping in mind, we're both all three of us are straight edge gentlemen. Um,
3: Jeremy m- said we were going to do marijuana. Me- for medical
2: this marijuana should it be legalized? Uh-huh. Now I think some of you listeners might be a little surprised at uh, our answers to this. So uh, as I was saying before too. Uh, apparently, you know, I try to not watch too much of the news because it's so much hate today, but apparently Nebraska, at least, has voted against it, and they are not even going to have
3: Go medical <laughs> medical marijuana
2: on the ballot. ballot yeah. So um, it's already been decided, but I guess we'll still talk a little bit here for about 10 minutes or so. Um, our thoughts Move to Iowa. So, we'll
4: support you. Yeah.
2: I mean, you, you guys, uh, what's your thought? I'm just going to come out and say it right now that, I think it should be legalized. I think um, there's only one real downside to it that I don't care for, and that would be people driving under the influence of being high, which is just as bad as being driving under the influence of alcohol. I might
3: disagree with that.
2: But it's going to um, – it depends on the amount that you take. Obviously, and how it affects you, I should say. But um, my experience with people that are under the influence of it—they're—they're they're pretty, pretty well mellowed out. That they're gonna, their s- sense of uh, awareness like, go is gonna be five like,
3: hours or five miles per hour. Yeah. I don't want to get caught. <laughs> but, but
2: um, I just think that regardless of whether it's legal or not, people are still going to be driving under the influence of it. So you might as well just legalize it because I think the state is going to gain a lot of profits from it. Right, absolutely.
4: But before we go on any farther, what's in the goddamn bag?
2: <laughs> so Justin um, brought a, a, a Ziploc bag of
3: green leafy stuff that we so think is tea. Jeremy said what we were doing, marijuana on... No more jokes! This- what's in the fucking bag? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not... And I bought this for $60. He said it was a dying bag. I feel like it got ripped off. It smells like... You know, I could probably put this on some pasticoli, some lasagna, or something. Is it basil? I think it, it's not basil. It's not basil. Parsley. It's. Uh... Dude, we we have like an hour it's, left. I <laughs> think it's parsley. Parsley. Okay. Some pasticoli. I'll, I'll put. That's it what on I meant something. to
2: say it was parsley. I kept saying
3: basil. basil. <laughs>
4: So yeah, you guys, you're in agreement about it being legalized. Yeah. I mean, I came here from a state that had recreational legal marijuana, so like today? <laughs> no, a couple a couple years ago. But no, uh, from coming from California where marijuana was legal, um, like it's actually not as bad as you would think. Being in a, a legal marijuana state, it's sold at dispensaries that are federally mandated and and federally inspected. So. It's, it's not like it's like – like what, what was the movie, uh, Reefer Madness, where everyone's losing their shit. You're not seeing people smoking pot on every corner. It's like the theory of if it is there for people, it's not going to be as cool it is now.
3: If you want to uh, put it under the scope of just medical marijuana, uh, I would even broaden that scope and just say marijuana in general. Like It should be legal. It's like for three of us who have no interest to partake, personally, I love all those stummer movies. I grew up on Cheech and Chong, Jay and Silent Bob, Harold and Kumar. Like, I love the depiction of it, but I have no interest in partaking. It's like marijuana I, I don't see as something doing so much harm, especially since it has medicinal properties. Um, Just scoping it down to medical marijuana, yeah, it helps a lot. Like, There's certain... There's a, a plethora of ailments. Like, it's, there's anxiety, uh, glaucoma, insomnia, nausea, depression, pain, migraines, seizures, inflammation. Like, it helps so much or so many things. You know, some people need that just to, to chill out. It's like if you're doing it recreationally, like, you can create some art. Like, some of, the, some of our favorite songs or movies or something like that was probably inspired under some sort of drug, some most likely marijuana. Uh, or uh, something a little harder, you know? but I have bigger qualms with like alcohol. Like, oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I would agree. say like 100. That you can just go to any corner shop and and grab a bottle of the hardest shit. It's like here you have to have something. You know, this will probably add more to our economy. You know, look at look how how Colorado went, you know boomed after yeah, they right? legalized it. And look at especially
4: their, the
2: Girl Scouts.
4: And look oh. at their look at their fucking protests, like where. Omaha's protests and Minneapolis's protests, uh, Ferguson's protests. Like their riots are full-on breaking windows, blah, blah, blah. And then you look at Denver's protests. They're all just fucking laying on the roads. <laughs> they literally were pretending they were dead bodies. That's the, the peaceful protests I want to see.
2: The, the biggest thing, and this is more of a, a selfish reason – of a negative about it. And it kind of goes back to something that you had just said about like how, you know, people aren't just on the corner doing it all the time and stuff and whatnot. Cause it's not as cool. I kind of disagree with that because, uh, about four years ago, my buddy and I, ex buddy, I guess now, know. um, we went out there to Denver to film something with a, uh, well-known professional wrestler person, persona, Um, and we, the hotel we stayed at and every place we went, it was basically you walk into the places and it's like now out here where you walk in and there's people outside smoking cigarettes and you have to walk through their disgusting smoke smell. That's what it was like at all these places. People are outside smoking it and you have to walk through it. And me personally, the smell of marijuana turns my stomach literally where I want to throw the fuck up. Well, yeah. It the- smells so bad. And then it was like in the hotel itself. Yeah. I I had to take the sheets off in be- the pillowcase because they smelled like marijuana. And
3: I remember early in my, and I feel so stupid for this too, but I remember early in my professional career, uh, my, my day job. So I would walk into like certain apartments and I'm like, holy shit. Like, it smells like a skunk in here. And then I didn't put two and two together because you know, the, the area that I worked in, it's like, Oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> you had all that extra pepper spray. Cause you thought there was a lot of skunks. around. Yeah.
2: yeah I just, I, that's my biggest thing is like, I don't, it, it, it it's going to annoy me because everybody's going to smell like it. Every place is going to smell like it. And I, I, Will up and leave places if it smells like that because it seriously makes me sick to my stomach. And when people smell like it, I will in the middle of the conversation walk away because it's (laughs) like you smell like a skunk. With
3: anything, there's always also the um, there's the excitement factor of it first coming out. That and like everybody's going to be like, I can smoke
4: pot, so they're going to
3: do it. That and the addiction type of you know, like I have. I have family who would rather feed their addiction rather than keep their lights on at their place, you know, with a family living in the house. And it's like you need to know your priorities before you're going to partake, but there's, I mean, alcoholism is not a disease, as they label it. It's like there's, uh, at this level, there's no such thing as marijuanaism. It's not a disease. Although I think people will eventually claim it. Kind of how, like, that inspirational quote is. You're going to create uh or self-diagnose yourself as something as crazy insane
2: well i think too legalizing it is going to cut down on crime i mean because a lot of people get charges with possession right and it's like if if it's legal there's not going to be as much uh, people in jail and wasted right. time in front of a judge, the court date and all this stuff. So, I mean, I, I definitely think that the the pros outweigh the
4: cons. Absolutely, And there still are drug rules when it comes to states with legal marijuana. Like in California, there was – you were only allowed a certain amount and it had to be in the dispensary container. Like if you had – like a mass load of marijuana in a non-dispensary container, it was seen as trafficking and, and then like trafficking was a huge problem and also distributing like, so your, your, your dealer that, you know, your normal guy who would sell dime bags for 60 bucks.
2: I like how you pointed to his Ziploc bag of You guys don't want to get baked or anything?
4: Come on. <laughs> yeah, and it's a fucking lasagna. Oh,
3: I thought we were going to get baked. I got some crisps for you, too.
4: I don't even want
2: to know what else is this in the fucking <laughs> This fucking guy. fucking He's bringing props now.
3: <laughs> what? They're crisps. To an audio podcast. Do you want podcast. some crisps or not?
4: <laughs> I actually kind of do. There
2: you go.
4: Could you have brought a prop that's any more loud?
3: Yeah. How about crisps? Anyway. Um, He's oh, like, are you saying crisp? Yeah,
4: and I was <laughs> in the part of California that people don't like to talk about, Oakland. Oh, yeah. They even <laughs>
2: – they give up their football team, didn't they? I think – They should just give up, just up a look lot at, of things.
3: Look at other states, counties, areas, whatever, that have it legal. Countries even. Like, look how how booming their economy is. I mean, Canada. It's the happiest place on earth. Amsterdam. All that, yeah. It's
4: like – Maybe it's the prostitution that's the thing, nah, can't like, that. not marijuana, but the prostitution. That'll be the
2: next thing on the ballot
4: to legalize. I, think I mean, Nancy Pelosi's fucking us all anyway.
2: <laughs> no lube. Did you purposely wait till I had a mouthful of liquids? I wasn't looking at all. Oh my goodness, we almost had to get a new soundboard. Oh, so let me before we move on to the next topic or a game, I should say. Um, since we're all straight edge, if you came down with a, um, a medical condition to where your doctor, you, you're in a lot of pain or whatever, and your doctor said they would prescribe you, uh, some medical marijuana, would you do it? Fuck no, I ain't no pussy. I'm the same way. Like, I feel like, you know, I have a tattoo on me that says straight edge and, you know, I'm very proud of that and I feel like I would be, uh, lying to myself or whatever if I, if I did that. But yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, it, it would depend. I mean, if it's something that I wasn't going to kill me, but I was in chronic pain and it was going to help. I, I don't know. It would, I would have to be
3: some serious thinking about it. To see if I do that. I'm a, i am I like to think of myself as like a man of virtue. Like I like to, I'm a man of my word. Um, does that mean you're a virgin Jew? No, am I? Yeah, that's, I can't you, say. Have I mean. you ever
4: had sex as a Jew?
3: No, then so you're a virgin Jew. Virgin Jew, oh, nice. Not even. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look over at Michael. He's, we need yeah. his approval every now and then, <laughs> and he's sometimes zonked out right in front of us. But yeah, he's got uh, the vir- he's
2: got the the virtual reality goggles uh, on. <laughs>
3: hands in his pants. (laughs) So yeah, no, I I, as it stands, I don't think I I mean like because we have other things. Like I I would not mind, you know, like C B D. Something like that can help. Because there's like, you know, it's THC and C B D are the primary compounds for marijuana. And you know, there there's psychoactive elements in both. One of them is more of a euphoric (laughs) Type of. <laughs> are
2: you a fucking Disney princess? <laughs> like <laughs> nobody just saw that. Oh, but okay. So Justin's phone is hooked up to our soundboard, which is what all the dings are for. But literally, he made a hand gesture, and right when he opened his his, his palm, <laughs> it went
3: ping. <laughs> wow! How would he do that? But yeah. No. Um. So like CBD has uh, more of a calming. And, you know, and THC has more of a euphoric, you know, psychoactive element.
4: And then TLC don't want no scrubs. That's weird
2: you said that because I was just about to make a Boys to Men reference. <laughs> I was gonna be like, "Isn't that the end of the uh, Boys to Men song?" That's Boys to Men CBD ABC CBD. <laughs> ABC, CBD.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways,
3: but yeah, no, I mean there there's still CBD. I don't mind topical type of type of things or or something like drops or something like. That. like I just. I'm not into drugs in a sense, although, like, there there's drugs that we kind of take, like, well, for myself, caffeine is a drug, and I'm pussy. You know, and then there's certain...
2: porn. Pornhub. Pornhub porn is my drug. <laughs>
4: I mean, I'm calling you a pussy for drinking caffeine, but the second I start to have a panic attack, two Xanax down the throat, and I'm good. I'm dying.
2: I don't, see, I don't take any, like, I don't drink caffeine, I don't do drugs, I don't do alcohol. I, I don't take any pills for anything. The only thing I take a pill for is my heart, because if I didn't, I'd probably be dead. Uh, but, yeah, It'll like, it, it sucks, because when I get, like, a pounding headache,
3: I know kid, I quite will
2: not take anything. I could, but
3: I won't. I know quite a few girls who don't have hearts, so... <laughs> so do I, my <laughs> this friend. This one's to <laughs> you, Becky! So do I.
4: I. I take so many drugs because drugs of the doctor for all the shit that's wrong with me. That's the problem. It's like, I don't want to get d- you. D- <laughs> I,
2: I don't want to get addicted to things. Like, your, your body's it's so... Like cr- living? Like, like, well, no, because a lot of times I think drugs don't do what they claim they are. I think mentally you think, okay, by taking this pill, my, my elbow's not going to itch anymore. And you're like, oh, my God, it doesn't itch anymore. So but... I do a
3: little bit of meditation, some breath work, some anal gazing. <laughs> to solar... Isn't
4: that where you, like, spread eagle to the, your asshole yeah. to the sun? You
3: get so many benefits. Like the vitamin D nutrients through your yeah. asshole. Like sunburns.
4: I listened to an article well, – I listened to a podcast uh, called Sawbones where it's like a lady who's a doctor and her husband who is just a dude. But it's funny as fuck. And they actually did one on uh, the placebo effect in the double blind study talking about how it's all bullshit. Like the guy who created it just made it up. Like we, I listened to that one day while I was out fishing. Like a whole sugar pill type of thing? Yeah, like like it's just bullshit. The dude just made it up. Like taking a placebo, like, does that work? And they're like, yeah, it totally works. And the dude just made up the info. Like there wasn't anybody trying the (laughs) test.
3: He's just like, well, if people would try it, this is what the results would be. Yet we still push that as though it's a truth. Yeah, kind of goes back to something you were saying earlier. Like when things are... You know, like Reefer Madness. You know, people still believe that after how, yeah. how 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 debunked it's <laughs> been. It's like you know? they're
4: still Christians, knowing yeah. there isn't a God. Those people.
2: Oh, you pissed them off. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: These boys. <laughs> Don't say
2: that around Paco. You know how religious he is. I know. Which I haven't heard from him. Has <laughs> anybody heard from him
4: lately? He sent me. He sent me a postcard the other day.
2: Where's he at now?
4: Mars. Go back,
2: go back. <laughs> <laughs> Mars. Yeah. No, I the
4: Ma- the Mars the Mars Bar factory. Hmm. I think it's in Yuma, Arizona. The things that he does. I don't understand. Yeah, it. the dude I, the dude just... went from like Did a you... knife fight in in Tijuana to the Mars Bar factory in, I mean, he in gets Yuma, I-
3: Arizona. He gets an idea and he just goes
2: with yeah, it. Yeah, like He's he the one who started
3: he... the Ninja Run, you know, in uh, Yeah, right? The Ninja Run. Uh, what is it, into the Area 51 thing? Oh, I you know. know ran with I him? know, and I'm surprised yeah, that. Was ran like, with there him. <laughs> was, like, two
4: guys, and he was the one. He had, like, the other guy by the hand. When he, and he was like, come with, motherfucker.
2: Didn't <laughs> didn't CNN interview him? I thought he was on CNN. Well, no,
4: he ran CNN that day. Uh, like, he pulled the camera guy, and he's like, interview me. Uh, That's a worse Baco impression. I
2: play, yeah. <laughs> Sounds more like Mr. Miyagi. Miyagi.
3: Miyagi-do. Yeah. Sounds like Splinter.
2: Why so by you, the way, I'm no doctor? totally off-subject here. I mean, it has to do with Mr. Miyagi. So I started watching Cobra Kai. I finished Season 1, and I'm through Episode 4 of Season 2. Uh, it's a good show, but I'm going to give great show. And the next one on on deck is the one you guys have been okay. talking so about. So I'm going to so give you a
4: little check mark. Don't you, worry, it's not haunting of the Hill House, but it's okay. Don't. I've watched it again, waiting for you to watch it.
2: It's I, I have to do C- Cobra Kai. Karate Kid is one of my favorite movies, so I have to do it justice. And
4: season man, one, season one, it's so such a nostalgia trip. Like it is. so many little things that you're like, oh holy fuck, this is great.
2: I'd say my one complaint with Cobra Kai. Is the boy actor that plays Johnny's son? He's such like a troubled asshole kid at the beginning, the first few episodes, and then just like with the snap of a finger, all of a sudden he's like super polite and like yes, yes. I'm like, I, I, I'm wait, I'm I'm waiting for it to happen where this is all him us- using Danielson, and he's gonna turn on him and join his dad. But that that's that's the brilliance of the show is like. They make you, they make it, it's so back and forth, like Johnny's the good guy, like in him explaining like what he's, what he's been doing, like why he did the things he did from the first one. And They show flashbacks and stuff like that. And it's like, well, that makes sense. Like I would do the same thing, but then it's like, then he's like, I'm a dickhead. I'm going to do this to this person and that. And it's like, Oh, I don't, I want to like Johnny and I want him to just be good. And I want him and Daniel to fucking hug. And then it's like Danielson. He's the
3: they're, same he's way. He's like he's like yeah. an,
2: he's like an asshole, but he's nice too. And it's like,
3: what are you doing to me here? They're playing a, with yeah. my emotions. They're both trying to prove their own innocence in a way. Yeah. And it's like, come on, guys, like take a like, step back, crack a beer. Or
2: yeah. Well, and they did in that one episode when he lets Johnny house. get the uh, the new car or whatever, and they're taking it for a test drive, and they go to that bar, and it's like they're sitting there talking, and they're becoming friends, and then they have that thing. It's like. What do you say we go on the mat one more time? You know, like the end of Rocky Three with Apollo and Rocky, and I'm like, yes, yes. And then it's just just like that. Then he turns the corner and Johnny's son is there, and he's like, "What the fuck is this, you prick?" It's like, God, this this show, so good. Right. Anyways, enough and, on
4: that. Hands down, best person in the series is Hawk. Yes.
3: Oh my God. <laughs> he kind of steals it. Oh, he does hands down.
4: So, you guys ready to play a
2: game? Nope. Nope, well, because you okay. won't explain it to us. I'm going to explain it now. Oh, yeah, Um, So, if we're going to go by, the, by had, the scoreboard here.
3: I think I'm high. Shut <laughs> up. I had some parsley. So, yeah. you, should, you should win this game.
2: Anyways, okay. so, if we look at the scoreboard, I have two wins. Lonnie has one, and Justin has one. So, hopefully... At the end of the night, we'll have somebody up here with me at two wins. So what we are going to be doing right now is a game called Five Word Movie Description. Now, how we play this is as follows. So I'm I have picked a movie and I've picked five words to describe that movie. I'm going to give the first word. The first one and after each word, I'm going to stop, and you guys get to take a guess. The first one to say got it, or stop, or whatever, gets to answer first. If you get it right, you get points. If you get it wrong, the other person gets to guess. If they get it right, they get points. If they get it wrong, we move on to the second word, and it'll be the same thing where the first one to say stop or whatever gets to guess first. Now, if you can guess the movie with only one word, you get five points. If you can guess the movie with two words, you get four points. Three words, three points, four words, two points, and five words, one point. Now, if you can't get it with the first five words, I do have three bonus words. And if you can get one, of you can get it from that, you get half a point. Okay. Um,
4: Can we know the genre of the movie? You cannot know the genre of the movie. I'm still going to keep asking for the genre of the movie. Then you're going to waste breath because I'm not going to do it. Do we lose any points for guessing? I think
3: we need... No, the genre of the movie that would really help us. Yeah, oh. no, it won't. It's like you don't want us to win, Michael.
2: I tested this out with Michael. and Michael he got is a it.
4: super villain genius. I need a pen, by the way.
2: Can I borrow your pen?
3: Uh, so I can take points. Does this look like a pen? Man, that's some strong parsley. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So, do you guys understand? No,
4: because Did... you won't give us this
2: genre <laughs> of the movie. Oh,
3: man, I blinked, so I'm I didn't not hear. Not giving
2: genre because it'll make it too easy.
4: Too easy. Yes. Okay. Let's this do it. This is
2: that. you guys. I, I think you are making this harder than you think it's going to be. I'm oh, okay. good at so there's guess. there's five. I have done five movies. Five movies. So Everything this leads my mind. This is the first one.
4: Okay. The first movie. I'm gonna and, take a guess at every single one.
2: Well, you are. You guys get a guess after
3: each word. One guess. One piece. guess. But first. yes, but it's the first yes. one to speak up gets to guess first. Well, right, what so. level do you want us continue? All right. So the it's first this. movie, <laughs> the first word. School. Stop. Kay. School of Rock. Nope. Uh, fast Times at Richmount High. No.
2: Second word. Business. Stop. Kindergarten Cop. Nope. Detroit Rock City. No. It's
4: close. Third word. Penguin. Stop. We bought a zoo.
3: Nope. Penguin as in Danny DeVito? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. no. Two. One. Yes. Time's up. Zoo, school, penguin. No. School, business, penguin. School, business,
4: penguin. Okay. Fourth word, decathlon. Stop, Billy Madison.
3: Correct.
4: Ugh. Ugh. So Lonnie
2: gets two points with that one. When
3: does he get all the easy ones? <laughs>
2: all right. So, the fifth word would have been Billy. So that would have hopefully gave it away. Mm. All right. So we're moving on to the second movie. And your first word you is. You
4: should have pronounced it penguin.
2: <laughs> Bomb. Stop. Speed. I know. I knew that was going to be the first guess. <laughs>
4: you should just let me go first every time because I'm the only one saying stop.
2: Because just miss party. Because Justin's still trying to be in character as somebody that's high <laughs> off of parsley. No, like. <laughs> Second word,
3: prison. Wait, what was the first word? Wait, bomb. 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 Second word, prison. prison. Stop. Stop. Yes. Uh, uh, lawful citizen. the Fuck. Unlawful citizen.
4: Incorrect. Bomb. Prison. Usual suspects. No. Third word. Operation.
3: Stop face off. Correct. Fuck. I was gonna say for Sean three. Connery uh, three that points one? for Lonnie.
2: So at the three end points. of points. Oh yeah, three on that one. Got at it. the end of two, it's five to nothing Lonnie. Nice. Still anybody's game. Good job. Still Lonnie. anybody's game. So this next one. Michael guessed something, and it was not correct. But I was like, holy crap, it kind of matches. So if somebody does guess that one, they don't get the actual win. They will get a point for guessing the other one. So here we go. Number three movie, first word, heart attack. Stop. The Big Lebowski. No. About Schmidt. No. Second word,
3: family. Stop. Mm-hmm. Big fish. Nope. This is dollar. No.
2: <laughs> Third word. Tires.
3: Stop. Oh, what is it called? Uh, uh problem child. No.
4: What were the three words again? Heart attack, family, and tires. Heart attack, family, and tires. Um, National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. No. Fourth word.
3: Backfire. Stop. Home Alone Two. No. Mike. Can we get a theme? <laughs> um. Tire, family, backfire. Heart tires. Heart attack. Heart, 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 heart attack. Uh, pass. Next question.
2: Are you passing for sure? For yes, real? Yes, I am. Okay. Fifth word. Sitter. Stop.
3: Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. No. That was so close. Congrats. For losing. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: heart, hmm. heart Attack Family, tires backfire, and sitter.
3: Uh uh Wow. Uh, shit. His him. eyes are so wide right now. <laughs> this. What is it? Uh, we can at Bernie's. No.
2: So we're going on to the bonus ones. First bonus word: bowling. Stop. Kingpin. Nope. For soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sounds like he might know it. So you better get this right to get your half point.
3: No, I wanna. I wanna give him a chance. So I don't ahead. know if mine's right.
2: Okay. Try so, it out. See so, if it's
3: right.
4: Is it Christmas story?
2: Nope. See, I knew it wasn't it, so right. So the second bonus word is clown. Heart attack, family, tires, backfire, sitter, bowling, clown.
3: It, whoa. Bill Murray. Uh, what's that cartoon-ish character? Am I? I'm not on. Am I?
2: <laughs> no. Okay. Last, last bonus word, and if you don't get it from this. See, these are too Fuck, hard. This one was harder than I thought. It was. I thought this had been one of the easier ones. Last bonus word Uncle.
3: Uncle Buck. Yes. Why does he always do Uncle Buck? I should always guess Uncle Buck.
4: <laughs>
2: I didn't did I do Uncle Buck. Before? You did Uncle
3: Buck on your last one, too. Well, you should know now. All right, so fourth I movie. I still have never seen. Fucking, I apparently,
4: I need to watch Uncle Buck.
3: I haven't seen. It a, probably since I was a youngin'. You she just assume. Uh, okay.
4: Jeremy's S- contest. Do you know it? No, it's Uncle Fucking. S- <laughs>
3: so the fourth That's movie, a movie. First word, getaway. Is the movie Getaway? Stop. Ocean's Eleven. No. Dead presidents. No. Second word, work. Stop. Horrible bosses. No. Getaway, as in like to get away, or like get away. Do you just never watch movies. I feel like I don't. I don't. I don't think it sticks. It's not the getaway. Ah. Okay, it's like a, a vacation. It's an well, It must movie.
4: be that you have two movies, so two kids. Getaway and work. I bet if these were Disney films, you you'd get them. 10 Paw Patrol. Sec- <laughs> ten, Paw Patrol? Okay, no.
2: <laughs> Third word,
3: ocean. Stop.
4: Point break. Nope.
3: Wait, what was your first one? Ocean's 11? Ocean's 11. Ocean's 12? No. <laughs> Fourth word, death. Ocean's 13. <laughs> no. They didn't make a 14 one, did
2: they? Getaway, work, ocean, death. What's the theme? Well, what genre?
3: Yeah, what's. Yeah.
2: Take your guess, and if you don't get it, I'll give you a genre.
3: See, now he does. Man. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I can't be that. The Incredibles? No. So it's a comedy. Yes. Oh, Fifth goodness. word. It's an Adam Sandler comedy.
2: Boat.
4: So you have getaway, work, ocean, death, and boat. Weekend and... Uh, hold on. That, not what I was going to say. Um, Overboard? Nope.
3: Titanic? No. <laughs> you
4: didn't
3: All find right. that funny? So.
2: <laughs> so... Bonus words worth half a point now. First bonus word: weekend. Weekend of Bernies. You said it the last Damn one. It. You were about to say it. So, uh, Justin, I hate to say it, but we're still going to play the last one. But he has six points right now, and the most you can get is five. So, Lonnie's going to win this one. Group these. Group the bonus points. Let's. There see, let's. Um,
4: if if Justin can get it on one word, we'll death. tie. What's the? And then hockey? I got to do a tiebreaker. Yeah. What's. Yeah.
3: What's the hockey term for? tiebreaker? Highbr- What's that? So he, Sudden death?
4: So you have to get this on the first word, You can though. get this on the first word. I'll make it worth six points And to
3: you. This sounds too easy.
2: This is, I'm going to say, I'll give you the genre for this. It's a, a comedy drama,
3: I guess. A dramedy? Say.
2: So here we go. First word for the last one is sisters.
3: Oh, get it, Bo.
4: See, this sisters. is gonna bite me in the ass again because I gave you a shot and we tied.
3: <laughs> I know. Uh, see, they weren't really sisters, and that sisterhood of the traveling pants.
4: No, is it ghost?
3: No, I was gonna say there's no sisters and ghosts. All right, second word. Whoopi
4: Goldberg's in ghosts. Don't tell me there ain't no sisters and ghosts. Sisters, S- sisters, not sisters. <laughs> <laughs> that's racialist. Second (laughs) word. Sport. Uh, A league of their own. Correct.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. uh, Dottie and... So you got 10
2: points. It was 10 to nothing.
3: There's no crying in baseball.
2: 10 to nothing. I love that
3: movie. I was (laughs) so close. I almost had you by one point.
2: Do a lot of people tell you you look like a penis with a hat on when you wear a hat, Justin? No. Do I? Only that bucket hat. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a bucket hat. Oh. It's a bowie hat. <laughs> it's a that, bucket, it's a bucket hat. hat. Oh, my goodness. Well, that was fun. So it's now we're tied two wins apiece, two Lonnie, won, and
3: yeah. Justin only has one. Good game. well, so, uh, Don't touch. We have to do social distancing. We'll, t- oh, we'll each yeah. touch
4: the end of a chip. Can I have a chip? You can have the top chip. Oh, touch thank your, you. Touch your chips.
2: Sounds like a fucking commercial in here or something. <laughs> that sounds tips. like... That mm. sounds like a stock audio thing of <laughs> crunching. So,
4: Most Gandhi, all suppose. right.
2: So, gentlemen, we're going to move on to our main topic, something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, and I do apologize. I will probably, I am going to include you guys as much as possible in this. I do have a lot that I've written and typed up for this, so I will be talking a lot. Surprise, surprise!
4: I'll just eat chips. Quit!
2: You're you're making my my uh, thing my thingy go out. You make my thing, go out a (laughs) lot.
3: All right, so... Always while he's drinking.
2: Our main topic here today, tonight, this morning, whenever you're listening to this, the importance of shopping locally. I really feel that a lot of people do not um, do this, especially this day and age with the convenience of things like Amazon and and Walmart and whatnot, so I'm going to read something that I wrote, and then um, I'm going to open it up to a question to Lonnie and Justin, and then there's segments that I typed up, so bear with me with this, as they are both getting their pillows out. For almost 15 years now, I have worked for a local ma and pop store. If you have never worked for one or any local business, you are missing out on an experience. Much like the documentary we discussed earlier called Out the Drive-In, working at a local shop is like working with family. You don't have co-workers. You have siblings. You don't have bosses and owners. You have another mom and dad who sometimes also feel like your brothers and sisters. You look after one another and help each other, whoever and whenever you can. Yes, like family, sometimes you get annoyed with one another and want to yell at them. But in the end, it is never anything out of pure hate. In a weird sense, it is out of love. Unlike a corporate business, working at a locally owned place, you feel important and not like you are just another employee. In a corporation, you are just another spoke on the wheel. You can easily be replaced and more than likely won't be missed or even remembered. But at a mom-pop and store, you are a big part in, part in the business, and when you do leave for whatever reason, it's like losing a family member. You will leave a void. You will leave a void in the business that everyone else will have to work together to try and fill, and every, every, every. Oh, I don't even, and even years later, you won't be forgotten. But even though the family that we become working together is a tight, knit, cohesive unit, current times gives us more struggles than corporations have to go through. Not only do we have to work hard to keep our shelves stocked. We have to deal with these big corporations coming in and taking away business from us smaller businesses. With their cheaper prices and ease of delivering their products, sometimes right to your front porch, it makes the task of doing even the simplest things at your locally owned store way more difficult than it really should be. But the biggest killer of these small owned shops is you, the consumer, buying from those big corporations. They steal you away, and without some of you even knowing... You are what kills a small locally owned store. And then when you see that getting going out of business banner draped over that small shop's roof, you deliver your posts on social media saying, No, I can't believe they're closing. I used to go there all the time growing up. The importance of this segment is to educate you from someone who has worked at one of those small mom pop stores and has seen the ups and downs. And I apologize again to Johnny and... Johnny <laughs> and Justin as, <laughs> as I may be quite talkative and passionate with this segment but feel the people need to understand this better. So, With that, I'm going to open up a question to you guys or questions. Uh, the first one um, I'm going to ask you guys is how often would you say that you shop at Walmart or Target?
3: Every day. Every day? No. Uh, that's That was my answer but it's an incorrect answer. I shop... Yeah, I like to peruse Walmart and Target quite often. I mean, they have, like, a variety of items that inspire me to do something around the house, I guess. Or, I don't know. I would probably say I shop there maybe once a month. Okay. Lonnie. Probably weekly. Just because
4: it's four blocks from my house. Okay. It's the first actual store I come to. You
2: And that it is. It's like right down the street from you. So, yeah. uh, and then how often do you buy online from Amazon or some places like Amazon?
3: Uh, I would say maybe twice a month. Only when I can't find it local.
4: <laughs>
2: <Whoa. just> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and then I'm going to ask you like, what are your reasons for buying from these companies?
3: Usually, for a specific sort of item or a convenience. Um, like with Amazon, I do like to subscribe and save. Uh, that way, I'm always in stock of something without having to um, leave the house, even though it's an evil corporation. But it's something that's we're going to have to always have. I, I don't see them going away anytime soon.
4: For me, it's just mostly price and convenience. Yeah. Which leads me to, I was going to say, usually money is
2: the answer. And I get it. People want to save as much money as, poss- as they possibly can, especially these days with current situations. And I am not innocent here either. I shop at Walmart mainly and order off of Amazon as well. But my main reasons when I buy things at these places is because I can't find it anywhere else. Amazon has a lot of stuff that I can't find locally. I mainly buy film equipment there because Omaha doesn't really
4: have many places to get equipment I need. Right, and where we do have to get it, it's usually three or four times more expensive than where we can find it on Amazon or B&H.
2: So with the money thing, I'm going to try to explain this as simplistically as I can using an example with my job. So I have been the manager of a year-round Halloween shop for 13 years now. It is inside a variety type of store that has been serving the community here in Omaha since 1961. The Halloween shop has been around since the 80s and is one of the biggest Halloween suppliers in the Omaha and Nebraska area. We have costumes, wigs, masks, special effects, makeup, props, animatronics, you name it, we have it. If you were looking for anything Halloween related, you knew that my work was the place to come to get whatever it was that you needed. That is... Until Spirit Halloween came around, now all of a sudden you have options. But what's the difference between my store, that again is locally owned and has been serving the community for almost 60 years now, and the corporate business known as Spirit Halloween? <laughs> exactly. Well, let me tell you the differences, and we're going to start with this one. Let's first start. Our, so excuse me, read the wrong thing. Let's start with the first and less obvious that people seem to forget. Giving to the community. Have people noticed that Spirit Halloween comes into a town late August, early September to set up shop, and then by the first week of November, they are gone without a trace? And in that short period of time that they are here, do they give anything back to the community? I can answer that with absolutely not. All Spirit Halloween does is comes into town, takes your money, and leaves, they might as well be considered a prostitute because while you may have fun with them the short time they are around and get your jollies, once you leave that money on the nightstand and they take it, they are gone. Never to be seen again until the next time they know you need some fun in your life. And in the process, they take business away from the ones that have been here for you since the beginning. The ones who have been going out of their way to get you amazing products. Like and good old pearls. <laughs> And this locally owned shop that has been there for your Halloween needs from the beginning also gives back to you. A small example of the many things that they do for the community to give back is my work provides a big Halloween themed event that is free to the public that involves games, prizes, costume contests, activities, and so on to try and bring the community together and have fun and is a small token of gratitude for, for your business. Does Spirit Halloween do that for the community? Hell no. That would involve them spending some of the money that they take from you to give something nice in return. Why would they do that? They don't give a crap about you or your family. All they care about is what is in your wallet and bank accounts. Now, after uh, reading that gentlemen, um, what are your thoughts with that?
3: Um, You know, I am also, I am on the cusp of being one of those people like, ah, man, like I love that place. Like, but I, I didn't spend enough there. Not saying that, like, it was only my money that kind of mattered, but it's everybody's contributions. Um, like, I love going into your work. and But it, it's more of a matter of do I need something? Because the amount that's in my wallet is usually important. Well, I guess it's always important. I mean, because i got to buy diapers before I buy another art journal Sketchpad, whatever you want to call it. Could be the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Could yeah. use the diapers as a sketchpad. They open... Disposable one. Yeah. You use them. You can... You got different <laughs> varieties of ink. And then you can see what people really think about your heart. <laughs> yeah. It looks like shit. It is shit. So oh. your,
2: yours is basically
3: your, your financial budget that you have. Um, kinda... Kind of. But then again, like there's certain things... They don't carry as much. I mean, like, uh, Mangelson's carries, you know, two blocks north of the 84th exit. Uh, they carry. <laughs> they carry a lot of assorted items. Very specific, not necessarily my preferred brands or uh, picks. I guess. Uh, like I'm very. I like to customize things quite often, though they do have things that allow you to do so. Um, such as certain crafting type of things, and I'm getting... I've always been big into, like, crafting. Lately, I've been in, big into, like, leather stuff. I made this, but... Spoken like a true dominatrix. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Which! Uh, I have a sound for that, but, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But, yeah. Um, and it, it is sad to see certain things, especially in, like, what like you are saying, today's climate, where things have to shut down, but they can't survive being shut down that long. They need that money, and, and luckily your place of business has survived well enough, better than some of the ones that can't open back up.
2: I mean, I'm going to be honest, it's a miracle we're still around in in 2020
3: with everything
4: going on in this world. And... Right. Well, in the in the downfall, like, y- what makes you unique, and what makes Mangelsons great for actual haunters and for people who do haunted houses and and Trans, transvestite men and women, it's your your products are amazing. You 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 are the department, so you will you will order the right things. And it's hard for the average person who's just like oh, I'm gonna go look at. I need some some white face paint to walk in and see. Oh shit, that's expensive. And that's what hurts the mom and pop business because mom and pop business has. They order their own stuff, so they're not yeah. gonna order shit. Right. So
3: like they, they got the clientele that knows their products, whereas right. if you walk into Walmart and they're like, "Oh, well, that's just the makeup section."
4: Yeah, that's what Walmart. The, our distributor sent us eight thousand of this yeah, white makeup. Do you want the white or do you want the off white? Well, no, you're gonna you're gonna order the 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 best you can order with your budget, and people appreciate that. But someone someone's like, "I want to be JoJo C for Halloween or whatever the fuck her name is." are going are, are to come in and see the best quality costume they can get, but it's $10 more than Spirit Halloween, so they're going to go, oh, let's get this other one that's going to rip 10 minutes into their Halloween.
2: So with you saying that, I had another small little thing I was going to read, but I'm going to skip ahead because that leads right into this. It's going to touch a little bit more and in depth so that somebody that – necessarily hasn't worked retail or hasn't worked a mom and pop store can get an idea of what this is like. And again, I'm giving an example of spirit Halloween and the department I work at again, the store I work at, is a variety store, but each individual department suffers these same struggles with competing corporate businesses.
3: Um, like so the Dick's and the Michael's and stuff. And Yes. Right. Absolutely. So pricing is the next topic. This is, an,
2: this is an easy example to explain how buying is with a small mom pop store and a corporate business such as Spirit Halloween. Say the hot costume this year is going to be Sonic from the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that recently came out. Knowing our clientele and the fact that our foot traffic is lower because Spirit Halloween takes a lot of business away from us, it is hard for a locally owned small shop to order. You don't want to order too little because you don't want to be sold out of a costume before October even gets here. But you don't want to order too many because who knows how much business a spirit Halloween will steal away from you. Unfortunately, the decision usually is made to order a smaller amount. And if it sells out, put in a reorder in the hopes that the company you are ordering for from will fulfill your order before it is too late. Knowing you are low on the totem pole as a priority. Keeping in mind that we are one store. So say we order a 12 of a costume, and I am making up these prices, just so you know. And that costume costs $5 each. Well, to cover shipping costs and other costs in order to make a profit off of it, to make it worth our while, we have to charge $12 for that costume. Spirit Halloween orders that same costume that costs us $5 each, but since they are ordering for hundreds of stores they order a couple pallets of these costumes. Now they get a discount because they are ordering mass quantity of this costume, and they get it for $3 each. So they can do one of two things. They can either A, sell it for $9 and still make a profit off of it, or B, they can sell it for $12 or sometimes even more and make a huge profit off of it, knowing that smaller stores have to pay more. Now you, as the consumer, sees that they are selling it for $3 less than the small shop is selling it for so, you buy from Spirit Halloween while in your head you say to yourself, God, why is that small locally owned shop so damn expensive? Well, we have to mark it up because we have to buy it for more. And if we match their price, we'd be losing money. And in the long run, and that is what it's what's and in the long run would put it be what puts us out of business. And here's the sad thing a lot of times Spirit Halloween marks their stuff up three times what they paid for it and don't need to do that at all. They can market cheaper and still make a big profit off of it, but your best interest as a consumer is not what they care about. It's all about money and getting as much of it from you as possible. So next time you are at a small locally owned shop and think the prices are high, this is why. So um, what are your guys' thoughts on that?
4: I mean that's how businesses – that markup, it, and it's as shitty as it sounds if, if you've never worked in retail or never worked on especially the back end of retail. Seeing that markup price on items can be as little as 4 to 5% or as big as 96%. Like I used to manage a radio shack, and battery markup, I shit you not, a A AA battery or a pack, a four-pack of A batteries – Costs you nine cents to get, nine cents to buy, and you sell them for four bucks. That is insanely stupid. Now, granted, it was Radio Shack brand batteries. It wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't anything fancy. But just looking at the markup numbers is ridiculous. That's why when you see products like iPods and, and iPhones, it's always the same. … because it's a proprietary number that Apple gives out and says, you have to charge this. And that's why when it's like, you get this iPhone, you get this case, and you get this and this, that's how they compete. But with small businesses, yeah, the, the quantity counts is, is the thing. It's like buying chicken nuggets. Like, you want 10 chicken nuggets? You pay $4. But you get 20 chicken nuggets, you're only going to pay $6. It's just, how many chicken nuggets can your fat ass eat?
3: <laughs> One time I was so high, I sold my car for for three chicken McNuggets. <laughs> I got a real car now. <laughs> no. I'm proud See, to, drive to drive through the drive-thru now. By no fault of... Uh, we'll, we'll stick on Manglesons here. By no fault of Manglesons, it's really hard to stay afloat because... Well, first off, it's their location. Not that it mattered... Fifteen years ago or so. How long have they been in business, by the way? Since nineteen sixty-one. Sixty-one, good go. Almost sixty. Sixty 50, years
4: next year.
2: But since years.
3: then, like so much stuff ha, has set up shop around them, so it's kind of just kind of innocent smothering them. We didn't have WalMarts twenty years ago here. Well, actually, a lot of like a lot of things had set up, but a lot of things
2: are closing down over in that area yeah. now, too. Right. I mean, we've had. Um, you know, we had Joanne fabrics next to us for the longest time. They went out of business a couple years ago. Now it's partially dollar, dollar tree or dollar general dollar moved tree. into yeah. to part of it. Um, I mean, you had Shopco across the street. They closed down. There was a pharmacy next to us that closed down. Uh, CrossFit places moved in since then, but all of these businesses that have been around a for a long time are closing down. Mangelson's is literally like one of the last remaining yeah, you, old school businesses. You guys the Kelly's there. Yeah. When yeah. you're in the, they're hurting too. Actually.
3: When you're in the heart of like all these, the bigger name, you know, the, the, the Walmarts, the targets, you know, the, yeah, it, it's hard to stay afloat since they're just kind of taking all the business right around you. It's, it's, it's the gas station that opens up across from the other gas station. It's like, Uh, okay.
2: Well, and that is too, like another thing about these, that was that small paragraph I was going to talk about is they purposely have people that study areas and they look for like um, costume shops or Halloween type shops. And they try to find the closest open vacant building possible so that they can a steal traffic and business from you. Because people are going to see your big orange, uh, neon orange and neon yellow spirit Halloween sign, and yes, they do that on purpose to grab your attention. With the
3: and which with the cleavage on the uh, yes, and they don't do that. We
2: know this for a fact because over the years with all these vacant buildings around my work, it's the same landlord, and they have had Spirit call them and say they want this location. And the landlord will be like, well, why do you want that location? And it's like, because there's a Halloween stuff shop there. And they, I luckily the landlords have turned them down because out of courtesy and um, for the long time. Uh, yeah, respect. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like that shows you the type of people that spirit are. They're assholes. And they are purposely trying to to run out these small businesses. And that's the biggest point to drive across that people need to understand is like, yeah, it's cool to go to these places and all And I'm not saying I've never been in the spirit Halloween, but when you think that's the only option just because they might be, might be cheaper. Um, it's you're, you're hurting these small places that have been around and it's like, they are going to go out of business and I hate saying this, but you are going to be part of that reason why they go out of business. You need to find out if if it's more important you need to save a little extra money, then by all means do it, but don't be one of those people that post about like how upset you are that your childhood store closed down, blah, 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 blah. You have no right to say that because you are what's forcing this business to shut down. And it's, you know, to hear comments from people, I mean, I've been doing this for almost 15 years now and to hear these people that come in the store and like, especially if I'm in the back room working on something and they don't see me and to hear the things they say like, Oh my God, it's that much for a mask. I can get the same thing from spirit for $10 cheaper. Yes. But what I'm explaining to you is why it's so much cheaper. And it's, it's a struggle. It really is a struggle for small, uh, locally owned businesses to, to be thriving. I mean, it's, it,
3: it's like you can get it from here for year round instead of
2: That's exactly you know. it's like so you you wanna shop Spirit Halloween, that's fantastic. These people love coming into the store too in the off season, if maybe not to buy nothing, if nothing else, to look around because it brings back memories to them and it's just like, Oh, it's
3: That's usually what it's I
2: do. it's the middle of plus the popcorn. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> the middle middle popcorn. of winter or it's it's springtime, but I can walk into this store and I can walk to a Halloween department and get that feel of Halloween. And I, we have a year round Christmas department too. So it's like if you're super into Christmas and it's the off season, you can still walk in there and you, it's the thing with the store is like you get so many emotions that run through you walking through it and memories too, cause it's been around so long, but it's not going to be there for you. If you, if you continue to not really appreciate locally owned and shop locally because we can't compete with these big corporations and we can admit that it's been, you know, not, not that the store, like I don't foresee my store closing down anytime soon that I work at, but it has been an uphill battle for a long time there. And, you know, there, there's water, you know, you're trying to scoop out as much water as you can. And it's just like, you, you do your best when you, when you do things and like you, I forget which one of you said this, but it's like when you go to like these locally owned places, you're dealing with people that specialize exactly. in these areas. And I, I know the needs of the clientele and the time of the year where it's like, okay, this is when they're going to like the face painters. I know come end of March, I need to start carrying more face painting supplies because I know carnivals and fairs are right around the corner. Do you got any fire sticks? No. (laughs) Uh, But it's just like, I, I know and ordering over the years, I know what they want. Like I know that they prefer beach berry red over the red color. And so it's just like, I order more of that beach berry. Whereas you, you go to like a Walmart or someplace like that. I mean, the person that's running it and selling it, they know shit about they it. it. They just stock it. Yeah. They just stock it. And it's just like, you ask them a question. And it's just like, Oh, and they, they read the back of the package. It's like, well, I could have done that. But whereas when you come to my, my work, no matter what department you go through, those people have experience in that area and they know the product. They're willing to teach you. They're willing to order it for you. Yeah. I, I, t- anybody listening to this, Stacy, my sister. (laughs) Um, This is my my challenge to you. I want you this Halloween to go to a spirit Halloween store. And I want you to have a specific makeup that you want to do on yourself, like whether it's like Beetlejuice or Gene Simmons from Kiss. And I want you to talk to the employees there. And I first want you to see if you ask them, like, what do you have to make this happen? See if they're knowledgeable. They probably won't even know who the fuck you're talking about. Uh, And then... See if they're knowledgeable in it. See if they have the product. And I'm telling you right now, any makeup that you get at Spirit Halloween is going to be garbage. And it's going to be expensive, too. And then see if they they can give you tips on how to apply it and make it happen. Because I guarantee you, they're not going to even know how to do it. And B, they're not going to care to show you the time to do it. Because all they're taught is... Time is money. So the more people you can help, the more money you can make. And, you know, you, you bring that up, Justin, about it makes me break out. If you said that to them, they'd be like, okay. Well, Whereas me, I know, and I teach my employees, if somebody has sensitive skin and they break out, I know the alternatives. I know the products that you can use to help prevent it. And we will teach them that, and we will even show them. I mean, you should see my arm. At Halloween time, it's different colors because I'm showing people how they can do these effects that they want to do for
3: those with a fairer complexion or oily skin. You will not get
2: that shit anywhere else except for a locally owned business because they actually
3: care, right? I leave there and I feel like more of a beautiful woman from when <laughs> I <laughs> went in. So, you, you go there after you leave there after eating about 13 bags of popcorn. Okay. Right. This is true, but you, when walk,
4: you make yourself down the line, you stop it. When I go into like Stop at Denny's, then you go to Adam and Eve and they eat again at the farmhouse if you were at Jeremy, that's how it oh looks. God. You eat, you I've, go to the porn store, then you eat again. I've
2: eaten, eaten over the last fifteen years I've ate at farmhouse so much. Like their last renovation, I guarantee you, was probably funded by me. <laughs> but so you have good burgers. Yeah. I can't Good, eat every, those anymore. The
4: cinnamon rolls. Fuck. Mm. If you're going to go...
2: I think that's all I have. The farmhouse I have. If I the could su- cinnamon rolls. If I could suggest one thing on the farmhouse um, menu that is like... Excelente. What the fuck? The, <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> pesto club is the best thing on their menu. And I can't... The pesto club. Come to Farmhouse Cafe, 84th and... Grover. that sounds more borat <laughs> <laughs> okay so That'd i'm gonna read this this last part here since we're uh we're over the two hour mark now Woo. so what Only happens two hours yeah we got no. another hour yeah that's true this is this is justin's episode we'd still be on safety <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
4: we'd still be asking what's an architect?" <laughs> <laughs> i still don't know
2: <laughs> uh, you know we're gonna hear shit about that one for a while
3: this you guys, I'm very sensitive. You guys are hurting my feelings. Hey, how's
2: it feel to have the table turn and getting picked on?
3: The tables do feel like they're turning, dude. <laughs>
2: All right. <laughs> so, what happens to any product that doesn't sell at the end of the Halloween season? Well, for Spirit Halloween, they get to send it back. Everything they don't sell to the, they get to send back to these companies. And you can't necessarily blame these distribu- distributors because they get a huge sale from Spirit Halloween. But what about the small local businesses? What do they get to do with the product that doesn't sell? Well, unfortunately, we don't spend enough with these companies to where they will say, yeah, send it back if it doesn't sell. Unfortunately, we are stuck with it. Now, with my work, we keep Halloween stuff out year-round. There are enough theme parties and plays that utilize a lot of this stuff, but people expect our Halloween stuff to be at least 50% off after Halloween is over. Yes, we do run a 50% off sale a week after Halloween is over, but with fifty percent off, we lose a lot of money that way. But we want to be able to give our customers a deal and something to be excited for. But if we were to sell our stuff for fifty percent off all year long, after the after and before Halloween, we would quickly be out of business. So, you know, yeah, that's another question I get asked a lot when people come in to the uh, the prop room in the off season um, and they want to buy stuff. There's like, so is this on sale? No, why? It's not Halloween. Yes, because we are that specialty store that has Halloween stuff year round. And we know that there's people that, I mean, people nowadays, a themed party is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It happens quite often. Um, Frequent. Frequent. Yes. Thank you. Um, And I mean, again, our markups aren't that high as it is. And like 50% off, we lose a lot of money when we have this 50% off and, we don't want to do that thing where we mark it up, which some company like Spirit does that sometimes, where it'll be $30 the whole season, and then if they have the 50% off, they'll bump it up to like $35, $40 bucks so that they're still making money off of it. We don't want to do that. So that is kind of how I can explain why our stuff is not on sale. And again, we... It makes ordering scary in that way too, because if it doesn't sell and this year, especially with the CDC saying they don't want people to really, um, celebrate Halloween, you know, all those, we, we kind of tried to order light this year with the whole COVID thing with costumes and stuff, but you know, they could shut us down at any time. People may not celebrate because of the CDC. So it's like people need to understand too, that these small locally owned businesses don't get to, uh, send their stuff back and they're stuck with everything unlike corporations who can probably send stuff back so um i don't know Lonnie, if you had much uh experience in that area when you were working like retail
4: Retail? not really with halloween i uh, my retail experience is mostly like comic book stores and i worked at walmart for like three weeks in the electronics department, and then I managed Radio Shack. That's pretty much my experience in retail.
2: Justin, have you ever worked?
4: No
3: retail. I never worked.
2: I—that's something no. I say a lot too. Is I think a lot of people need to work retail at least a couple years yeah, in their life because retail workers get treated
3: like shit. I've always garbage. worked fucking garbage. Labor, hard labor. I always worked man jobs.
4: <laughs> is that why you're regressing? <laughs>
3: Yeah.
2: Wait, what? You've always worked man jobs, but yet, yeah. you're, but yet your wife can
4: beat you up.
3: She, she can't. <laughs> she can.
2: Your wife she is
4: scary. She's. It's only for looks. She's not scary. She is scary. I would. Your daughters are adorable. I really want to tell the story, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> no, you do it. If we talk about your kids, it's awkward. I was you tell
3: it. It's uh, awkward.
2: It already is awkward. I'm uncomfortable, and you haven't even told the story.
3: Palms (laughs) are sweaty. That's (laughs) well.
2: Last thing, I'm just gonna say, I wrote some stuff down, but it's like you basically you have to ask yourself, as a consumer, is it worth saving some extra money to shop at these other places, or do you want to support local and pay maybe just a little bit more? Um, I think this pandemic has opened up some people's eyes to shopping locally and supporting it because, um, they're seeing that a lot of places that did shut down, didn't open back up. And I think that it was a rude awakening for uh, a lot of people. So, um,
3: yeah, that's my rant for that. Um, you know what Mangelsons should do? Like a, do they do like a, uh, what do you call it? pickup orders curbside curbside yeah we started doing that when we no uh, delivery we slowly reopen maybe they should uh, go to like other like spirit halloween and you know uh, say you have a maybe a certain expertise uh, uh, have them pay you for protection i'm just saying i'm just throwing out ideas you're, here. you're
4: being way too italian right now uh, i'm kind of uncomfortable he is. The Jew, and he is getting frightened. <laughs> he's...
3: You he manage the money if you want. I do he's, he's getting out his Olive Garden <laughs> coupons. Uh, whoa, 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 Oh, Well, No.
2: We do balloon deliveries... But balloon. The, the only, balloon. I shouldn't say we. I do balloon deliveries, <laughs> and, and his I car can only
4: it. take three at a time. <laughs> no,
2: I get. I get to drive the big van. But the thing is, in the summertime, we can't deliver in that big van because there's no AC in the back of it,
3: and <laughs> yeah, well, that the heat will shrink. cause them to Explode. expand and pop, and so it's just. It's like, the only place around with helium because helium is a. <sighs> going out.
2: That's that's a topic for another time. Helium is going extinct ladies and gentlemen. So next time you think you need to have your kid's birthday party filled with helium helium balloons all over the place keep in mind that in 20 years maybe we're not going to have helium and we need helium to help run MRI machines at the hospital and other machines at the hospital. And so they're trying to work on ways to keep because it cools the machines, and they're trying to work on ways. Because it's like it's inevitable; it's going to happen.
4: I was thinking Have of you a ever fun it? game until you brought up that like helium, like and healing it's... shit. I was going to say we needed to fill the, ba- the van up with helium balloons, and that could be a challenge. Just get in the van and drive, and whenever a balloon popped, the first one to flinch. What's the worst that can gets, <laughs> happen? <laughs> gets a gets a point. And whoever has the least amount of points wins,
3: like golf. And... What's that one movie where you have to go like a certain speed and speed if it goes below a certain speed the bus would like blow up because of the speed powder. Yeah, <laughs> powder. Uh, it's uh, a few inside in- jokes. Powder. Here.
2: Well, well gentlemen, before we we sign off here, what are we doing next next so show? our next episode is Wait, episode hold, 10. Hold and so for no episode No one can hear that. So for know. episode 10, I have set something up where we're gonna go on location. It'll kinda of be a like Justin said, it'll be a video. Not exactly sure how we're gonna do it. But boys, we're gonna meet up with my good friend Benito Garcia.
3: I know that. Uh, yeah. These and cool he dude.
2: is going to teach us how to play Dungeons and Dragons in his <laughs> I, I don't know what you'd call it, a layer or whatever, but his whole basement is he's got digital maps. It's it's gonna be crazy. He ordered specific special dice for each of us to have so we're, to
4: nerds. We're,
2: we're gonna have some fun <laughs> we're gonna learn dungeons and dragons probably get addicted to it uh michael's gonna go with us so you'll get to see michael on camera for the first time
3: or on the camera
2: yes so boys that's gonna be uh my my gift to you guys for 10 episodes we're gonna have some fun i'm gonna dress up and uh I want a cloak do it <laughs> So for uh, myself, Lonnie, and Justin, we thank you for listening. We thank you for the support. Like, share, subscribe, get us us some more listeners, and we will see you
3: uh, next time. Boom. Stay tuned on the 12th.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Join us next time for more absurdity that only the guys from the boundless pot trap
2: can
3: bring you.